Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello. It's going to be a fantastic night tonight here at the Speakeasy Cafe. I would like to welcome all of you to the show. I've uh, really been looking forward tonight and being able to spend some time with you guys. If you are wanting to call in and read, I want to give you the number real quick. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty? And uh, it will instruct you through the prompts when you call in. All right. Announcements. Uh, check out our, our worldwide poetry project going on over on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash rock that poem. And uh, it's a real fun, easy way to get poetry out there into the world. Just uh, it's as easy as rock, paper, scissors, little glue, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So go check out what we're doing over there. Next, if you are interested in doing a workshop with us, okay. I would love to hear your idea and put something together with you. You can, probably the easiest way to reach me would be messaging me on Facebook, uh, which I, if you're not, I'm not on your contacts list. It is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Alrighty. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to put together. The shows can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. And... Uh, we can either pre-record them. If you want to record it on your computer and send it to me in an MP3 file, that's great. Uh, if you want to do it pre-recorded on the show, actual show, we can do that. If you want to do it live or a combination of any of those, whatever we need to put together. Remember, you do not need to be a professional workshop provider in order to participate in this. Uh, this is just a way for us to be able to spend a little bit more intimate time with each other to inspire and be inspired. I, I firmly believe that no matter where somebody is, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn from each other. And uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. You can do anything from an actual workshop where you take a step-by-step through constructing a poem at the finish. You can do one on a poetry form. You can uh, talk about a specific poet. Uh, era in poetry, or a poet, or a poem, or a genre of poetry, or a sonnet, or a haiku, or any of those things, you know, whatever you want to do, it would be great. So, once again, you can message me on Facebook, Nyla Alicia, and uh, we'll get that put together for you. There is a small chance that I may be unavailable next week and if that happens i am going to be doing a workshop that we will be playing next week so just watch for the announcements uh right now everything should be fine but if i do have to not be here next week we will be i will be doing a workshop for you all right so yeah you'll have to buckle in because you never know where i'm going to go all right next thing every week 
And actually, you know, this is this is good information to know because if you ever are sitting there on one of those nights and you can't and you want to write something and you just can't think of something, you you know, you stubbed your toe and and uh, you have that momentarily momentarily have that brain freeze. Um, you can go back to any of our shows. Just open up our our uh, homepage and go to any of our archived shows and listen within the first 15 minutes of the show and get not only a writing prompt but a writing exercise as well. So just pick a random date, open it up, and boom. Okay. Speaking of random, oh, I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, we aren't going to do that right now. So anyway, <laughs> I'll get so totally lost. I'll trip all up inside my head and uh, that will be it for the night. So I do the poetry exercise and the poetry prompt at the beginning of every show. Right, and a, a prompt is different than an exercise because a prompt is designed to plant a seed in which you will create a poem from. And you know, have it. However, that seed grows is great, but uh, you know, it's designed to actually create a poem. An exercise is something just to make your pen move. You know, it's like when you're out there working out, you're not doing it pretty. You know, you're sweating and you're grunting and blah, 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 so that you can look pretty later when you write the poems. So the exercises are you kind of like pumping iron with your poetic muscles and your brain. Um, so they're meant to have a lot of fun with. Okay, so I'm going to start out with our writing prompt for this week. And the writing prompt I have for you, because I've been um, – <laughs> you know, you guys are going to think I'm so weird. Oh, she raced cars. Oh, she used to break horses. Oh, she monster raced trucks, monster truck things. And oh, now she's in the kitchen making jam. <laughs> and any of those of you that know how I cook, you'll understand what a big statement that is. Um, but I do can. I love canning. I I started. I learned how to can when I was taking care of my daddy, and. Uh, it, it's just it's something really fun for me and something I do very well, unlike cooking. I don't know why. but So today I'm making jalapeno jelly. Okay, and I've got like, I've done three batches so far, and I'm going to do about three more batches tonight. I put them away, and then those are like Christmas presents and stuff, and I'm kind of famous for my jalapeno jelly, just in case you didn't know. kind of pat myself on the back and give myself a little bit of celebrity there. Mm-hmm. Famous for cooking something <laughs> all right so anyway it made me think about because canning is such an old tradition and nobody does it much anymore and and uh so but it made me think about my grandma's kitchen and i remember when i was little real little you know i can sit there and tell you everything from the the green mason jar in the window with the bubbles in the glass and full of S&H green stamps, which I still have. It's in my windowsill in my kitchen now. That's was my great-grandma's. And, uh, you know, the the dogwoods on the wallpaper, everything. I can tell you what the entire kitchen looked like. The, the you know, wicker basket that was full of brushes and things on the mud porch and, you know, the way it leaned to the left. And so it... It really made those thoughts come alive in my head, and it really made Grandma's Kitchen, just Grandma's Kitchen, stand out for me today. And I always say that everything I needed to know about love, I learned in my great-grandma's kitchen. Okay, I'm saying Grandma's Kitchen, but for me it was my great-grandma's kitchen. 
And I remember when my mom and dad would have us go over and then we would go stay for a couple of days. And there was this, this weird white and, and gold streaky flamica table that dropped down from the wall and these little wooden chairs that we sat in. And, and great-grandma would be over at the stove and she was cooking up soda biscuits. And there was, on the middle of the table, there was this wax uh, container, kind of like cottage cheese would come in back there now, that kind of a tub. Um, and it was full of whipped honey butter. And I hated honey. Oh, my God. Oh, you have no idea. It made me, it was bad. But I never told her that. And when she, because she was just, it was just such a, I don't know, to me it was something very special about what she was doing that I wouldn't dare ruin it for her. And so I, every time I go there I had to eat that whipped honey and I remember sitting there poking it with a spoon while she was cooking. And my great-grandpa walked in and when he walked in he slapped her on the butt. And I can still picture her standing there with her tight curly white hair and this house dress on that had blue flowers all over it and her taking the spatula in her hand and shaking it at him and how the skin under her arm just kind of went back and forth and how, you know, soft her skin looked, you know, like velvet, just, you know, and shaking that spatula at him and blushing and then pointing, you know, nodding her head towards me sitting at the table. And he just kind of giggled and walked out of the room. And I had to have been only about five but I knew that I was seeing something important. I knew that that was something I had to remember that moment. And, you know, any time I think about love, that's the image I have in my head, is my great-grandpa spanking my great-grandma's butt and her getting all flustered and, you know, at that age for that long. So for me, that's what grandma... Grandma's Kitchen is. That's what Grandma's Kitchen meant to me. So what I want you to do this week is I want you to write a poem about your Grandma's Kitchen. Okay? What did you learn in there? What impact did it have in your life? You know, the the whole um, experience of being in your Grandma's or your great-grandma's kitchen. You know, just Grandma, great-grandma. In their kitchen, you know what was important about it. You know what would it have been like? What lessons would you have learned from her? That type of thing. And and if you don't have like if you don't have some of us may not have that experience. We may never have sat in Grandma's kitchen. And so if that's the case, I want you to write a poem about what you imagine Grandma's kitchen was like, or what you missed by not being in Grandma's kitchen. Okay, so in essence, you're really writing a poem about your Grandma's kitchen, but you were never there. You know, think think about how that experience, growing up with that experience, would be in your life, if you don't know it. If you do, then pull from that. So that's the prompt this week, is Grandma's kitchen. Okay. And then I'm sitting there today, and, you know, I'm working on my making the jam. <laughs> now I sound like great-grandma. Um, and I was reading all these labels, and this thought hit me. It was like, wouldn't it be nice if we all came with labels? You know, how easy would that be, you know, if we all came with instructions? <laughs> um, 
And then I thought, you know, how easily it is for the the world to put labels on us. All right? So your exercise this week is to write from a couple of different perspectives, which I'll go over in a moment, but the exercise is labels. And, and these can be story form. It can just be random free writing. It can be written in prose, poetry, whatever you want to do, okay? But I want you to, to write about labels, your label. And I want you to get down and dirty and personal. I want this to be an important free write or whatever you're going to do, okay? Because... I want to, the the exercise part of this is to help you dig down into uncomfortable places. And it's those uncomfortable places that our greatest writing comes from. Okay. So I want you to write, the, the exercise is labels. I want you to write about your label. So you could write a poem about your ingredients. This is who I am. This is what I'm made of. This is what's inside the jar. Okay? You can do it as an instruction label. You know, please do not use this blow dryer while in the shower. You know, you can you can write an instruction manual for you. So if somebody walked up, you could hand them your instruction manual and they would know what you needed. Okay? It could be a warning label. Look how much fun that would be if you came with a warning label. Or it could be directions telling someone how to how to how to properly engage with you, you know anything along those lines. All right. So, you know, you have a label on you. What does it say? And and it needs to be so at the end you feel a little vulnerable. Okay. And I, I want it to be personal like that. Whether you come back here and share it or not, that's entirely up to you. But I really want to push you. If if you write something you know no one's ever going to read, you can go to some real deep places inside yourself. And that's what I want you to work on doing. And maybe write a couple different types of labels. You know, maybe if you had one of each of those. So that is your exercise. You know, remember, when we're in our comfort zones, it doesn't, it doesn't do us any good. It's only when we're out of our comfort zones that we grow as writers, okay, and it, as anything, actually. Just a good lesson in life, that one. All right, so I want to make sure that before we go any further, we thank, uh, we thank, um, oh, my whole mind went back, just totally, totally, because I don't have the right papers in front of me. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I have an outline. If I don't follow an outline, guys, I get really lost, just like when I was talking about Grandma's Kitchen. So thank our sponsors who helped us with our licensing this year to keep us on the air for another year and uh, keep us at a three-hour show. That's Star Sevron, James, one sapien, and Roy Murdoch. I want to thank all three of you for helping us with our licensing fees this year. And speaking of our licensing fees for the year, do you guys realize that next month, next month, we will have been on the air for 12 years? 12 years doing this every Thursday together. 
That's pretty crazy, isn't it? So, yeah, we'll be doing our anniversary show next month, and I'm real excited about that. I'm real excited that we've been doing this for this long together. And every time you come here and read to me, it's like a first kiss. It's all exciting all over again. So, you know, thank you for keeping me in this community with you for this long. It's absolutely a thrill for me to be able to do this with you guys every single week. You have no idea. I'm just so proud of all of you, and you make me beam. (sighs) Okay, so all that fuzzy, mushy crap out of the way. Next. (laughs) All right, we are going to... Start the show with an audio recording. We always start and end the episode with uh, uh, audio from one of our poets. And uh, we, if there's any time that we can fit one in during the show, we try to do that as well. But we always start and end the show with one. And so if you are a recording artist and you have something of yours on MP3 format or whatever, go ahead and you can email that to me. The word the is in the email title, so the, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com speakeasycafe at gmail.com. All righty. Go ahead and shoot that over to me, and I will get it uploaded to the show's library so we can play it for the world. Make sure that in the subject line you put MP3 audio file or something like that for me, please. And uh, I would really appreciate that. And make sure your personal information is in there so I can put it on the file for you. All right. So now it is the first show of September. And per our agreement, I will start the first show of every month with one of my tracks because I I got a mutiny on that because I've never played any of my stuff. So first show of the month, my track. I'm going to start out the show tonight with a poem. I need to get some more uploaded on here. I don't have very many. You've probably all heard all these. Um, I'm going to start the show with a poem by me called Walls Never Silent. Okay. And just a little bit of background on this. I was this this poem was written for a boyfriend of mine who had Asperger's. And everything was very literal literal for him. And he could never grasp or understand or comprehend the definition of love. And it was like it confused him. He didn't. He didn't. Couldn't wrap his mind around the actual concept of what love was, and so he. It was something confusing to him, and he didn't. It was just. I remember. I, I told him I loved him, and you. You looked like you dropped a meteor on him. He just. It just frazzled him. And knowing that about him, I never said it again. Knowing that he wouldn't understand what I was saying to him. And and so I just that was it was just I didn't have to say it, and and but then because of the situation the way it was when we ended up splitting up I wrote this poem for him. Um, he was probably one of my favorite boyfriends ever. He was amazing and we had a blast. And um, but yeah, this was this was my poem to him when I when we ended up splitting up. So if you look at it in that kind of a context, it'll make, I think that'll make sense. Why am I explaining my poem? Just listen to the damn thing. All right, well, it's never silent. Here we go. Walls never silent. 
It's the mornings that are the hardest. Walking by the closed door. The room empty now of the bed where you used to dream. I try not to go in there. You are still too thick in the air. On walls never silent, every kiss has become a shadow that prints still warm, all whispering reminders. Echoes of poetry float aimlessly searching, painfully unfinished. Stars I used to cling to have turned to cheap plastic on the ceiling, crowded by fingerprints of fingertips that used to be my universe. Your mark left behind from where you had to retrieve me. I still smell your skin. The inhale of it lies too light on my tongue, too heavy on my heart. And everything, everything is stained with this. I want to open the door and see you there. I want to make love to the sound of your breathing again. You never knew I used to watch you sleeping. The mornings were mine, and I was free to paint on your eyelids, your still lips, on warm skin and open palms, all the secrets I never told you. I never hid my love from you then. They were mine, sweet, endless moments, and in those moments, was walls never silent and uh, so obligation fulfilled guys (laughs) all right so i do want to let real quick i want to let area code 256 know you are not in the lineup hun if you want to come on the air press one and that will let me know to bring you on live uh there we go all right just wanted to make sure i didn't miss you if you wanted to come on great all right so guys Once again, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, you can do so by calling 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty? And remember that we do take callers in the order that they call in. So we have 989 first tonight so listen for your telephone area code when i bring you on please introduce yourself to everyone Uh, let everyone know who's reading put your name you want your name attached to your work so that's real important so come on and say hi this is me and i'm going to read a poem tonight (laughs) so yeah make sure you introduce yourself Alrighty, and then you can start out tonight by reading two poems okay uh if the lines start getting too busy tonight, and we may need to switch that back to just one, all right? But right now you can start out reading two. Please be courteous to the people behind you and keep them right around the five-minute mark. All right, that would be awesome, cool. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL, all righty? People want to be able to come over and find you and get to know you and your work better. 
Remember, please, that this show has a mature rating. So think nighttime cable. You're bound to hear just about anything on there. All right? With the exception of hardcore erotica. No, you know, no no word porn, no you know, bumping body parts, tab A into slot B, nothing like that. Um, but other than that, you're good to go. All right? So that is that part. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun night. So once again, uh, 989 is going to be our first caller tonight. And then we are going to have, I'm going to give the first three so you kind of have a heads up when you're coming on. So we have 989 first, then we have 734, and then we have 903. All righty. So let's go ahead and grab 989. Are you with me? I sure am, Nyla. This is George Hey, Wiley. sweetie. How are you doing? Oh, it's uh, well. It's Friday. It's Thursday. I'm gotta be good, and it's a uh, chance to read, chance to hear your the other people, chance to hear you. By the way, um, um, I because I haven't been on of uh, maybe one year. I started uh, ago from from now. Um, I hadn't heard you read your own poetry very much, and I didn't realize. What a good reader you are! Well, so thank you. anyway, there, there. I brown. Did I brown nose you enough now? Or you <laughs> yeah, that was appropriate, and just the right amount too. You know, you have that finesse about your touch. That's awesome. That's right. That's right. A little apple polish. You never heard. Uh, no, I I, meant that. I, meant, I, I. I meant that seriously, though. You you really do have a good, uh, a, a, you know, emphasis and such. I'll learn from your reading. So things are good. Um, I I have two, uh, as you mentioned. You can do two, and one they're not real long. This one is just called "Should I Tell You a Lie?" Should I lie to you with my words to impress you, or to make you think I'm clever? Can I pile frills onto my facts to show my depth? or to magnify my poetic endeavor? Is it treasonous to tell lies to a loved one in order to hold them closer? Are lies expected and welcomed, even trusted, to add ballast, to make the link rosier? How vital is exact naked truth in a world of fragile feelings? Is patronizing someone a sin when their life is now spin-wheeling? candor a real value in a relationship long past its peak? Is an unfiltered mouth a tribute in a time that is already weak? Would we bear false witness to prevent a desperate man from jumping or trim up his self-image with false features, glory, security, and fine tidings? Truth is wonderful. It is essential. We, can, we can't lose it. In government, it is the key element of trust. But in love and domestic conditions, an occasional white lie is a must. Hey, would I lie to you? End of poem. <laughs> you know, it, it seems so appropriate that that's the piece you read right after I talked about you having such finesse. You know, oh, well, that's that's what finesse is, go. is when, you know, that that ability to discern 
exactly what the, the moment wants in, and needs. Or I'm not making excuses for it. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, and I and, and and if I get to that ledge where I'm going to jump, just say some things about my finesse, would you? Maybe it'll pull me back off the ledge. Okay. My second one is shorter. It's called, uh, I don't think I ever read this here. Um, it's um, called Broken Wing. A baby song sparrow with a broken wing jitters jitters in a low panic across the grass in search for survival. Must have failed its first solo flight. I pick its gray speckled fearlessness, fearfulness up and cradle it, trying to figure out where best to place it. Nature says the injury is mortal, a balance of the unfit and fit it cannot eat. No veterinarians do sparrows, only my humble hospice remains. So when I can grab it, I move it to safety under some thick flowers and sprinkle niger seed and water aside it. A neighboring cat may find it, but in its overreaching fear, it struggles away from help and runs to a hopeless and strained horizon, which it will never reach like we sometimes do. But it has brothers and sisters who will succeed, like we sometimes do. End of poem. That was phenomenal. So we're talking. We were talking about inspiration and all that. Tell me, tell me what seed was planted that created that that piece? Well, the actual picking up of that's that's a, not all my stuff is. It's literally uh, accurate or fact. You know, I mean, I things, but in this case, it was exactly how it happened. Uh, you just not too long ago, was, I guess a couple months ago, that the the thing was fluttering around in the in the yard, and I, I picked it up. And then after um, the next day, I guess it was, I decided you were right about it. I went looking for it, of course, uh, hoping, <laughs> you know. But you know, um, and I and I did see it once more, and it wouldn't let me pick it up. But um, I'm sure it did not survive because nature is, has a stark brutality to it, uh, along with a natural succession to it. You know, that's why they have more than one egg in the nest. But the, but mm-hmm. the uh, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a futility to from for a human trying to play God, trying to trying to help this thing that probably is unhelpable. You know, some animals are. You can, you know, take them, bail them out, get them help, do this and that. Some wild animals, but others, you know, um, uh, you know, there just isn't any realm for it. And, you know, and maybe no need for it when you really think about the balance. So um, that's what's what got me writing uh, the actual, an actual um, sparrow in my lawn. That was incredible. Did you post about that on your page? Maybe that's where I did it. Yes, I did post that. Now that you mentioned it, and because uh, I was thinking, I looked. I keep sort of a list of when I read poems here, you know, and I didn't mm-hmm. have this on it, and I thought, but it's so familiar, like I've read it somewhere. And that's what it was. It was on my Facebook page. Because I, when you were yeah. reading it, it was like I know I've heard this. No, I didn't hear it. Yeah. I read it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's what it was, yeah. Very cool. All right, my dear. Fantastic job right. tonight. Do you want to tell people how they can come throw roses at you? <laughs> yes. Looks in ass. Uh it's with uh, it's uh, the the Facebook page is um George Wiley writes. And I've just beginning to put stuff on allpoetry.com. And uh, let's see. And, of course, on the, the open mic shows, that's about it. Well, we're glad that we're one of those it's. Well, I'm glad to be here. And I uh, <laughs> appreciate the venue. And I will move out of the way for all these wonderful uh, people who are also going to... Um, um, have great charm or something. <laughs> All right. Thank you, George. Well, I know the next I know I know the phone number of the next caller and that's where I can praise that person ahead of time. Ah. So okay. All right. <laughs> Bye hun. All right. righty. Our next caller comes from seven three four. Seven three four, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Dennis from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dennis. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well, but I'm not a charmer like George is. <laughs> oh, you are. You most definitely are. Uh, he, he, he's a wonderful you know, you know uh, the, friend You know the immortal words of Marilyn Monroe, right? Uh, depends. Which ones? If you can make a girl laugh, you can make her do anything. Hmm. So an interesting thought. You are a charmer. <laughs> you make me laugh all the time. Well, good. I like to make people laugh. Not necessarily at my expense, but if that's what it takes, it's all good. <laughs> Never I'm in a quirky expense. mood tonight. In a quirky I like mood. that. So I, I thought I'd bring you a couple quirky poems to share with you. Okay. They're short. And uh, I'll read the first one. The title is Hungry. He was so hungry, he ate the lamp, expecting internal illumination, but the light escaped such confines through pores and other body apertures. The light could not be contained Through the nostrils it flared. Beacons emitted from his ears. Even the dormant belly button shone. People were looking at him weirdly, pointing and laughing so intensely. He regretted his ingested choice. So he ate the lampshade, too. His hunger abated, and he was left in the dark once again, feeling like an old fool at a party, wearing the lampshade of humility. End of poem. (laughs) Oh, I would have loved to have been a fly on your brain when you wrote that one. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got a flashlight. I could pack a lunch. I'm good. 
All right. It's it's all good. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to read two tonight, hon? Yes. The second one, the title is Usefulness. The can I kick has a hollow sound. Its silver flesh reflects the boot dents. The cling peach slices which once populated its interior, are but a fading memory. Its usefulness has been exhausted other than to its new current use, a kick toy for my restless boot. Don't outlive your usefulness. End of poem. <laughs> Very good advice. Yes, and it's it's a relevant advice too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank That's you, Nyla. Funny. It's so much fun coming here every every Thursday night. I love having you here. I'm glad that you've made this your home. Well, yes, uh, you have been always so welcoming and encouraging, and. And we are so thankful that you provide this platform, and uh, we are in your debt. So uh, I would like to thank you for, for myself and for anyone who calls for for you allowing us this privilege. But, you know, I'm going to step aside and let, let the next poet step up, and I'm going to say, God bless. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate it, Dennis. Our next caller comes from area code 903. 903, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Nelson Manley Showman. How are hey, you doing? Eric, how are you, hon? I'm doing good. It's another day. <laughs> what do you <coughs> have for us tonight? Well, I got two poems. I'm going to read the the first one. is called Truth Is. Dot, dot, dot. The second one is called Unsung Labors of Humanity. Uh, Labors Day of Humanity. All right. Truth is... Dot, dot, dot. Truth is... Hold on a second. All right. Truth is... Whatever you want it to be. Truth can be both or neither, conceptual or perceptual. Truth can be both or neither, objective and subjective. Truth can either relative or not relative, or can be either relative or not relative. Truth is truly in the eye of the beholder. Truth is truly in the eye of the believer. Truth is truly in the ears of the listener. Truth is Truly in the mouth of the sayers. Truth is whatever you want it to be. Truth is whatever you believe it to be true. Truth is whatever you think it to be true. Truth is whatever you need to believe it to be true. Truth is whatever you desire it to be true. Truth is whatever you follow that others tell you to be true. Truth is a falsehood to some 
and the fact to others, truth is whatever others have forced you to believe to be true. Truth is whatever you think is popular in today's society. Truth is whenever you believe in unpopular facts to be true. Truth is whenever you speak against and oppose so-called fictitious facts. Truth is whatever opinions that you want to believe in. Truth is whenever you satiricize or satirize and expose corruption in everything and everyone. Truth is whenever you don't believe in politically correctness and aren't ever politically correct because certain people don't want to be offended by your truths and instead they want to take away your freedom of speech by making it hate speech. Truth seems to be almost non-existent these days because it's not the same as it once was. That's in peace. <laughs> yeah, it, that was probably that, that that would have been the um, the explanation. I I always say it's a perfect explanation for something. I always say, which is, he said, she said, and the truth lies in the middle. And right. my, the way I explain that is, you could take one person and stand them on the southeast corner of an intersection, and take the other person and put them on the opposite corner from them. All right? And there could be a car accident in the middle of the road. And they would both be questioned, what did you see? What did you see? Both of them would give completely different stories. Not because, and neither would be lying. Not because, you know, they're making it up, but because both of them saw it from a completely different perspective. And so both versions are the truth. So if you take both versions of the truth, you find the actual truth in the middle. You know, and that's what we have to remember, you know, is it's the perception of it. Right. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Right. I used Your next to read. Poem? Yeah. All right. All right. On song labors day of humanity. This one is, hang on a second, I got this. Headphone, microphone, trying to figure out where the... There we go. (laughs) The hole is. All right. This one is inspired by you. So. Uh, All right. Unsung Labor's Day Day of Humanity. Hell to the unsung laborers who labor every day for a year and at least up to 18 more years. Hell to the unsung laborers who labor as they carry a child inside their womb for a whole year. Hell to the unsung laborers who have to deal with weird food cravings, crazy mood swings, nausea, morning sickness, exhaustion, and so much more. Hell to the unsung laborers who give birth to their child and or children and almost die while giving birth. Oh, excuse me. Hell to the unsung laborers who every day, night, hour, minute, second, Love, nurture, care about, and take care of, teach, challenge, encourage, support, discipline, protect, feed, water, shelter, instill in, pay for school, and sometimes even college, and so much more for their child and or children. Hell to the unsung laborers who give up all of their time and goals in order for their child and or children to succeed. 
and even giving them all the attention that they need. Hell to the unsung laborers who wash, dry, fold, and put up unlimited piles of laundry, clean up mud-stained bathtubs, and read mountains of books, unaccompanied uh, bathroom visits, endless readings of nursery rhymes, knock-knock jokes, endless hearing why, and so much more. Hell to the unsung laborers who are and were ancestral mothers, great-great-grandmothers, 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 grandmothers, mothers, aunts, sisters, daughters, cousins, nieces, and wives who do so much more than they ever get credit for. That's in peace. That was fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I I sent it to about 20 mothers, and they absolutely loved it. I'm going to be making a video. One of my friends that I sent it to said, I need to make a YouTube video or a live video or something, and I'm going to read it. So That would be cool. Yeah. So, well, thanks, thanks I, for that prompt. I can get the audio for it. Uh, yeah, if you can separate the audio and the video, yeah. You know I, I would have no idea, wink, wink, how to do that. I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm not tech savvy like you are, so I can't uh, separate the audio from the video. It's kind of foreign so if language. You, if you <laughs> do make a video, let me know, okay? Okay, I will. I'll tag you, and uh, or I could just send it to you, whatever. It don't matter. And Okay. So, either way, whatever, I'll let you know, and I'll get the video made sometime, probably tomorrow or maybe this weekend. I'm supposed to go uh, decorate a a tree for Halloween with my nieces and nephews. So, oh, that would be, be fun. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Plus, Halloween's right, my Eric. birthday, so. <laughs> is it really? So yeah, yeah, it is. That's awesome. That's that's mo. It's one of the. Only well, I celebrate secular holidays too, but <laughs> it's it's the only Christian one, or it's not the only Christian. It's the only religious holiday that I actually celebrate. But it's not because of religion. It's just my birthday, so I get big into <laughs> Halloween. It's like my Christmas to people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, works. I'll let you go. I could I could chat you up forever. I like to talk. So <laughs> thanks, Eric. So uh, this is. Out. You're welcome. Thanks so much for the platform. Thanks for everything you, you do. Uh, I wanted to comment on Dennis's poems. They're pretty funny. <laughs> and real, the second one especially. And I liked, uh, I like George's poems too. So, And I appreciate all the poets as well. And it's good to hear you read your poems too. But, <laughs> Thank uh, you. And thanks so much. This is Eric Nelson, Manly Showman. You can find me on Facebook. And it's Eric Nelson Manley Showman. You can find me on the like page. It's Eric Nelson Manley Showman. You can find me on YouTube. It's Eric Nelson Manley Showman. You can find me on Palm Hunter. And it's Eric Nelson Manley Showman. And that's it. Have a great night. I'm going to stick around. I might read another one later on at the end of the Okay. If I have time, if I don't go to sleep yet. So I do go <laughs> to right, work in the morning. Press one to go out and press one to come back in. You know how it works. Yes, ma'am. I do. All right. All right, Eric. Talk to you shortly. All right. Bye. 
All right. Our next caller, actually, I'm going to give the next three. We have 419-740 and 219. All right. So 419, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? I am doing well this evening. How are you guys? Are you in the show? (laughs) We are all doing fantastic, and all of us are doing much better now that you're here. Oh, well, that's awesome. (laughs) That's nice to hear. Uh, (laughs) And for anyone that doesn't know me, I'm Shelly Gambino, because I try to listen to some instruction that you give. Uh, It's like after 5 o'clock, I don't think anymore, you know? (laughs) You don't have to. Yeah, my brain's melting from the humidity right now, too. (laughs) Uh, I have a piece that I am writing, and I'm reading it tonight in honor of my nephew. Um, Sad situation, but anyway, I wrote it today, and it's called Infidelity. So I would like to share that one with you guys. Are you ready? My dog's panting. (laughs) I can feel him being hot, too. That's funny. Um, Okay. Infidelity, the pricks we get accustomed to, the things we do for pain, seeking in all life's pleasures to find that feeling again. Life is but a heartbreak. We will forever take the blows, giving so much of ourselves, losing our happiness for our woes. One day at a time, they say, to give our hearts a moment to mend, our fate of life was twisted when God gave you to me as a friend. I thought you were my forever, a love so true to never end. I thought our vows meant something, as I willingly in marriage gave you my hand. Life lies in a fine mist of shadows, cast upon us in least expectancy. This wasn't supposed to happen like this. Not once I thought you would ever do this to me. Life gets cold in your shadow, the light in your heart fades to dark. I wish one more time I could try to get you back, and try to rekindle your faded spark. As the ocean it waves and the tide goes out to the sea, I was never meant for you, and hell, you were never meant for me. For I, wait, my love for you was my forever. To learn at the painful thought, you to just throw it all away. I am most sorry for all of your life's pain. Truth be told, we will never be the same again. Your choice, the bed you made, you lie. I wanted to be with you until the day I die. Yet cast yourself away and you take my heart. You fully never gave yourself to me from the very start. This plan of yours concocted and only you knew. Your future never included in us. So you turn and bail out the best way you can and knew with full attention that I would never be your man. You had my love, you stole my heart. Now yourself... Now you take yourself and make your new start, wishing you the best it can be. At the same time, I'm holding on to my animosity. Why did I pick you? Why did our paths cross? Why you? Why me? Why did I give myself, my heart, to you so freely just to have you trample and crumble my world? You know no direction in which you choose. With me, you win. We win. With him, you lose. Your decision was made a long time ago. Heartbroken goodbyes, your bags are already packed and ready to go. Looking out for self the best way you know how. What of our children? What of our life? 
what of the fact I made you my wife walking on in your world that you continue to strut? My heart is broken in pieces, shattered on the ground. A love I thought to never end, our love, but now to know it's lost and cannot be found. The moment of you and me and us, now it's just you, now it's just me, leaves a sadness in me, an endless aching, breaking my heart in two. Did you ever consider me to be a forever to you to fulfill our wedding vows to each other? I gave myself, I gave my all. My best I gave was never good enough. With you always searching for greener pastures, I now know how I was to measure. Throwing me away like a cast out stone where I didn't marry to be alone. I never asked for any of this. You have brought this all upon yourself. My heart afflicted by you. My family now broken because of you. In the end, I hope you realize and see that I loved you more than anything. I hope it's all worth what you are doing to me, our kids, our family. Thanks for the years. It brings me to tears at your solemn, untimely goodbye. And peace. Pretty emotional piece there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot it of stuff wrapped up in one. Yeah. Th- thank you. Yeah, my heart goes out to him because he's a kind of away from all of our family, so we can't be there for him, and it's just kind of a sad thing. So, and I think like everybody knows that you know we we all know what loss is, and I kind of incorporated my feelings, and even though it might not be the same, to write it that way. So, yeah. <laughs> Very good job, fantastic piece. Were you going to read too, honey? Um. Um, I I think, well, I have another one called Losing Someone. I can just read real quick if you want. It's a short one. Sure. Um, it says Losing Someone. I suppose, and so it goes, the story already being told, and everybody knows, life is short. It tends to just sail on by. Anything can change at the blink of an eye. Hidden by your sad eyes so sweet, life's pain and hardships making you numb for what has yet to come to have to say goodbye unwillfully, there being no choice, to want to hold on, to tighten your grip, never wanting to let go, stark reality sets in. The choice is never ours to make, accepting is a bitter bitch, having to say goodbye, having your life change in the blink of an eye. <laughs> Fantastic. <Yeah. laughs> so, well, thank you for letting me share <laughs> You're more than welcome. Both of those were great w- reads, hon. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I look forward to next Thursday as well. And like George and uh, Dennis, because I've met them personally. I love those guys, but um, I love their poetry. And I wanted to thank you as well for letting us be, have this forum for everybody that's involved and able to do this every Thursday night. It's really, um, really a wonderful thing. In 12 years, that's awesome. I hope to 12 more and more on that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and have a hey, good evening. Tell everyone and how I will to find be you. There next time. Oh, um, on Facebook, Shelly Gambino, S-H-E-L-L-Y, Gambino, G-A-M-B-I-N-O. If you want to just send me a friend request um, or let me know who you are, drop me a line. Um, so I'll I'll probably accept you if we have mutual friends. That's how I go by it. If you're a friend of Nyla's, you're a friend of mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. I have to put, that, <laughs> I have to put that out there. <laughs> uh no, I'm All just right, Shelly, great a lot job, of honey. Thank you so much. Hey, and thank you, and you have a wonderful evening. 
You too, hon. And we'll Thanks. talk. If you want to read yep. again, just press one to go out and one to come back in. And um, Okay. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good, and thank you. You're yep. welcome, honey. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Uh, our next caller comes from area code is 740. 740, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Sean Tucker. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I have a couple uh, pieces that are relatively short that I was going to read tonight. But first and foremost, I wanted to really congratulate you on the 12-year anniversary. Um, I think you should definitely know how much you do for us writers, and it, it just it really means a lot. To I'm sure I'm not. I'm sure I speak for more than just myself. Uh, we really appreciate it. So congrats. Well, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Well, you're welcome. Um, I, the first piece here, um, a little bit of a intro into how it's going to go. It, it uh, speaks a lot to when people might think, how am I going to be remembered? Or especially, like, when I'm gone, how am I going to be remembered? Am I, am I going to leave a legacy? Am I are my loved ones going to have good memories of me, or am I just going to be forgotten? So, without um, rambling any further about it, this piece is titled "What Will My Story Say?" Yesterday fades away. Tomorrow seems so soon. Dear Lord, how I miss my glory days. Gray skies fade, only to make way for my gloom. I missed a few beautiful hearts, but I packed up that truck and picked up my own heart off the floor, which was lost somewhere along the way. But what will my story say? I sit back as my mind wanders today. I write these lines, wondering if I'm just a broken poet. Determined are my eyes. There's a reason. I just know it. Will they say I'm a guy who made a difference? Or will my scripted lines get lost like my mind is in this way? Will they remember my accolades? Or will they be tainted with the things I made a hindrance? Will my gifted kind of time shine or hide in shadows with lost wishes? We all sit back and reflect from time to time. I can't be the only one that neglects to stay on track. It's how I find my mind. My efforts never faded a single day. Stepping aside are my afflictions, as I say. I can write away my cries a thousand times, but it won't change the times I now find. Pages turn like memories fade, but in the end, what will my story say? In peace. Wow, that was incredible, Sean. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Now, this second piece um, probably sounds a little more familiar to anyone, if there's any listeners on here that have followed me over the the last few years. Um, I'm pretty open about a few things, one including a struggle with mental illness, and a lot of my writing goes back to that. And this one is kind of a rant and rumble of just venting about how you feel sometimes. And this is actually currently untitled. So I'm going to go ahead and get into this one. They never understood the manic side of me, but I swear it's always somewhere unwinding. 
My deepest lines cry to me. Deep inside me, I'm screaming. I can't be the only one like me. But that's all right. Just like the doctors say, I'll be A-OK. <laughs> Maybe someday. Through this rocky roller coaster, I came to learn a thing or two. I'm not the only one claiming to be sane, but I still have days they come unscrewed. Paint me a perfect picture, and I'll assume the beautiful flaws that were never sketched. Because when that picture withers, we all know we clenched our fists and clawed to try to find our best. And that's the picture that's never posted amongst your Instagram's best. You wouldn't hang your struggles in a frame atop your living room chest. So why don't we just erase the illusions and quit pretending to be perfect? The delusion, you see. It may not mean much to you, but opening up in this way means the world to me. If only we could close our eyes, breathe, and later open them to see the beauty I see. We all have parts of us that many struggle to understand. But stop and think. Maybe that's just part of God's plan. This manic side of me is now screaming with creativity. You may not understand it, but it's beautiful to me. End peace. And that's a man comfortable in his own skin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it took a long time. I mean, gosh, it took me probably five or so years after I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder to even be able to tell someone that I had it. And then to come that much further five or ten years later and be able to write about it and share it with the whole world. I mean, it's it's it, it took some nerves, but at the same time, it's been really rewarding. I mean, just to find one person that can relate or just one person that says, hey, I know how you feel, man. Or especially when someone says, hey, that helped me. I mean, that that makes it all worth it. That's why we do this whole thing, you know. I agree. You know, and every time yeah. you share something that personal and that deep, it opens the door for someone else to examine more closely. You make it a safe thing. You take them out of that comfort zone in an easy way. I feel you on that. That that. That's really special to me, and especially, you know, to get feedback like that, it's reassuring. And so, I mean, I appreciate you, you know, letting me share this stuff on the show, and it's really been great. I've, I've been, I know it's been a lot on and off, but it's been three or four years now since I've been calling in, and it's just, it's been great. You've really done a lot for me, you know, personally, just being able to do this. So, you know, this it, the cafe is kind of what it is. It's always here. You know, it doesn't my my kids may you know go off and run off into the world, but I know eventually they'll all come home. You know, so even when you're not here, there's right. still a place, a table set for you. Well, that's great. I, it, it it means a lot, and it's uh, it's been fun. Really have. Well, appreciate you, Sean, and I'm really really glad to hear from you. I'm hoping that you have a chance to call in more often now. Yes, thank you. And actually, I'm going to try to call back here after a little bit and share some more with you. I'm I'm not even sure what I'm going to share, but I'm going to dig a couple up. I've actually been writing a lot more recently. And it's it's been kind of interesting because a lot of times I would write when I wasn't doing so good, personally. And Mm -hmm. I came around with it so much that 
I'm I'm actually doing really well, and I can write about, you know, good things, bad things, things from the past, things I want in the future, and uh, it doesn't always have to be the the horror story behind the scenes, you know. So it's it's been fun mm-hmm. just being able to write about just whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you again, please. Uh, on Facebook, you can search Sean Tucker Poetry. And, of course, the URL for that would be facebook.com slash Sean Tucker Poetry. Um, I'm kind of putting a few things back together. I deleted my other author pages, so it's kind of a confusing mess right now. But I just started a new one because I'm trying to figure out this whole social media networking phenomenon, and apparently I'm not as tech-savvy as I used to be. So I'm working on it, guys, and hopefully we can all interact and share each other's work and stuff like that. So it's at Sean Tucker Poetry. Awesome. All right, Sean, thank you so much for calling in. It was an absolute delight to hear from you. It was nice talking to you, too. Thank you. You're welcome, hon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers. We will have area code 219-256 and 216. All right. So next caller, 219, you're on the air. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, I'm doing well. It's good to hear from you. I'll good to hear from you, too. Go ahead tell everyone who you are. Uh, this is Brother O. Following in from New Chicago, Indiana. Indeed, it is. So, what's been going on with you? What did you bring us? Uh, I have a couple of things uh, coming up next next weekend. That is awesome. So I get, well, I. Again, again, say that a little bit later. But first, I wanted to uh, do this poem called "From the Distinguished Brothers to Celebrity Apprentice Ran the White House." On January 20, 2017, we all witnessed Barack Obama go out with class and a little fanfare and transfer of power. Occurred when a celebrity apprentice with no political experience shot America when he defeated Hillary Clinton in a vicious 2016 presidential election. Today, the people's regret was another day of infamy. As we witnessed Donald John Trump get sworn in as the 45th president of the United States of America here, we have a narcissist who is more concerned about how many people attend his inauguration and rating than focusing on his job. This moron has no class whatsoever. He is most definitely not qualified to be the commander-in-chief of this country. I am surprised that he has lasted this long, brothers and sisters. These are the darkest times in American history since. Even while slavery was the law of the land nearly 20, for nearly 20 to 50 years. 
Obama was a man who truly cared about the American people. Trump only cares about himself and the wealthiest 1% of America's population. Obama, the faithful husband, was been married to the same woman for 25 years and the father of two daughters. Well, Trump has been married three times and had children with three different women. Uh, he's a well-known woman now who reports himself with a high-profile porn star named Tony Daniels. The Obama had no need to draw attention to himself. Trump as an insatiable, insatiable need for attention. And he goes on his Twitter account acting like the spoiled riding child when he doesn't get his way and bully people. In his warped mind, it's all about him. It is unbelievable to see a 72-year-old and like the toddler where he proclaims himself as a genius. Every single day he acts a fool in front of the nation and, the and on the international stage because he just can't keep his mouth shut. Obama got things done despite fears. Republican opposition, the president, my president passed the Affordable Care Act, especially known as Obamacare. He took down... Donald Bin Laden and saved the economy from collapsing during the Great Recession. All Trump ever did was sign the GOP tax cuts for the work before Christmas. He signed several executive orders and appointed Neil Gorsuch Supreme Court. And after the battle with confirming Brett Kavanaugh the Supreme Court, he has failed to repeal Obamacare and build his covered border wall. Now, one time, Obama come up under investigation during his eight years as president. So far, during Trump's term, he and his crooked administration come under federal investigation for their roles, including with the Russians, to interfere with the 2000, controversial 2016 election. And several key people who used to serve in his cabinet got convicted of various crimes. Well, this is just the tip of the iceberg, brothers and sisters. Obama never came out of care when he was relentlessly attacked by the Republicans in Congress and by Trump himself directly when he questioned his American citizenship. Trump always blames the Democrats and his own Republicans saying that goes wrong. He attacks everybody on Twitter, and he flip-flops his positions when questioned by what he calls a state news media. He never takes responsibility and accountability for his words and actions, and his conduct is definitely not presidential. <coughs> Obama carried himself with consistency and statements in his mind, and as a double-minded prick that he is, Trump is very unpredictable. And you will never know what this character will say or do next. Now, one time, Obama makes such outlandish and ignorant statements and comments like Trump has during his presidency. When you had the President of the United States refer to neo-Nazi and white supremacists as good people, and then refer to hating most African nations as shithole countries, this man needs complete psychological and mental evaluation 
and he shall be recommended for a teacher to relieve, to be relieved of his duty. Now, before he was elected president in 2008, Obama served in the Illinois State Senate, then the U.S. Senate. Therefore, this man fits the qualifications. Trump had no experience in politics before he was elected president in 2016. He was a reality TV star who hosted the celebrity apprentice, and he was a businessman who built hotels and casinos. Like expert player Monopoly, this man has no redeeming qualities about him at all. A man corrupted by his need for power. What really confounds me is this. Now, how did a great country like America lower her standards by electing celebrity apprentice to complete asshole as president? And the Republicans allowed this Dr. Frankenstein to create havoc and chaos by making our nation the laughing stock of the world. And how could they be memorized, mesmerized, and led astray by this master line manipulator? In poem. <laughs> that was not a poem, that was a sermon. I, I, could, I, I could see you I could see you up there. <laughs> Holding the book of O. <laughs> that yeah. needs to be a poem. You need to have that for a, a title prompt for you. That's your homework. I want you to write a, a poem called The Book of O. The Book of O. Okay, I got you. <laughs> you know, I'm really excited that I gave you that prompt. I'm, I'm terrified at the same time. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Um, so, were you going to read a second one tonight? Well, I certainly will. Well, this is about Donald Trump, too. Yeah, forget about Donald Trump. God is still in control. This is the start of the second. We all know for a fact that Mr. Donald John Trump is currently the 45th president of the United States of America and the current commander-in-chief. However, he is not and never will be God, because God is still in control. Now, Mr. Trump may have the power to resign his executive orders and make appointments for the Supreme Court and build his cabinet full of inexperienced and unqualified folk, but he would never become more powerful than God, because God is still in control. Of course, Mr. Trump is a brash, selfish, selfish, and arrogant. A true narcissist and evil maniac who is more concerned about the electoral college and posting his crap on Twitter rather than focusing on his role as the leader of the free world. He is a man who has a split personality disorder, a man who only cares about himself, and a man who is a glorified reality TV star, however. God makes the foolish things wise and wise things foolish because he's still in control. Mr. Trump is a bully by nature, a known racist and bigot, a known sexist and misogynist, a known ridicule and of people with disabilities, and a known homophobic. However, God will treat him exactly how he treats people because he's still in control. Mr. Trump will attempt to build a wall between the United States and Mexico to stop the flow of legal immigrants. Eventually, will come as a wall to Jericho did back in the book of Joshua because God is still in control. 
Vincent Trump is a self-absorbed billionaire who was more interested in giving the rich more tax cuts. As the size of the middle class continues to shrink, the number of us with living in poverty continues to rise even to the brink of extinction. Propaganda and promises. Well, eventually, the money and riches shall soon depart from there as a result of this current national scandal. And all the wealth he has accumulated will be laid up for the righteous and their cups of experience over for because God is still in control. Now, Mr. Trump has threatened to repeal Obamacare, eliminate DPA, attempt to make these cuts to social programs and privatize them all, and then the federal funding for Planned Parenthood and Sanctuary Sheep. And deregulated big businesses and corporations, however, God will supply the needs of his people according to his riches because he is still in control. Well, Mr. Trump is threatening to sit the National Guard of Chicago and stop the carnage, threatening to expel and deport all the evil immigrants to their native country, and impose travel restrictions to several Muslim nations, threatening to launch investigations of nationwide voter fraud. Then to start conflicts with several nations, including Russia, North Korea, and China, and even our neighbors to the north, and stopping so-called trade wars. And attempt to create his own regime of patent as the other fascists and totalitarian societies. However, we as true believers shall fear no man that is born and yet to be born and shall die because God is still in control. Mr. Trump always posts injury and inflammatory comments on his Twitter page. He picks up weak individuals. Well, now he's excusing himself. He deceives unsuspected people with his flattery, sweet talk. This man is no more but a natural lie, con artist, manipulator, master of deception by nature, due to his loose tongue and corrupt nature. However, every word that he speaks will eventually come back to harm him in one form or another for life and death. In the Trump because God is still in control. Mr. Trump has built the Trump Towers all over the world. However, they will fall at the city of Babylon, the golden calves, because God is still in control. Now, Mr. Trump is not my personal item. He is not my presence. He is not the supplier of all my needs. He is not my ultimate source of blessing. And he is not a human being to worship, for God is the head of my life. And no matter what this unqualified, okay, illegitimate president says, or what he does through his words and actions, God will always be in control and form. Are you still there? Okay. Oh, yep. Y'all here now, go ahead. Okay, was, was that in poem? Because everything just went blank for a moment. Oh, it's home. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. All right, awesome. All right, sweetie, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, uh, all those who are not my Facebook friends, you find me on Facebook on all my brother old Gavin. That's that so. Very cool. And what's your homework for this week? Oh, uh, the book of all. The Book of Oh, very good. All right. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Great reads. Thanks. All right. Hun. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you're on the air. 
Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan from Alabama. Well, hello, Stan from Alabama. How is your evening? How has your week been? Week's been pretty, pretty calm and quiet and easygoing. That's good. So, uh, what do you have for us tonight? Well, what I was uh, asking is, we have a prompt that is Grandma's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got a poem for that. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. And the poem is called Homemade. Are we ready? Please, yes, whenever you're ready, honey. Okay. A worn table and chairs by one wall complement faded porcelain and tiles of well-used sink and countertops. Weathered appearance in cabinets and canisters hold the magic ingredients of a kitchen alchemist. The old stove of steel with porcelain handles and enameled sides. The altar, stained by years of spills and use and offerings of substance and love. There you find the magic of Grandma's heart and the smells, warmth, and artistic wisdom of her comfort foods world. Her cooking spells draw the family together, sharing hearts, life, and union while breaking bread. Truly the deepest meaning of homemade found here in Grandma's kitchen. And peace. Fantastic. Perfect example of what I was looking for. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> I love the I love the you know, when you're I'm I'm thinking about little you, you know, looking at something that just looks magical. You know, all the bottles yeah. and the things she's doing and the concoctions because nothing came out of a box back then. Oh no. You know, it was done from scratch, and so there were canisters and tins and, and you know, all these ingredients going in. And I can see, you know, I can see that being a very magical thing, you know, for oh, a child yeah. to watch. And uh, three, just... Yep, three jars of oil. Three jars <laughs> of oil sitting on this cabinet labeled fish, <laughs> chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bacon. And bacon. <laughs> yes. And I knew the bacon would the be in there. Yes, had to be there to see things, yes. <laughs> I guess, I That's remember. awesome. Ah. Well, so if you were to nice say thing. there was one thing you took out of your grandma's kitchen, you know, if if you oh. had to look at, look at your whole experience of being in grandma's kitchen and you walked away with one defining thing, what would it be? You were sitting in what has to be the warmest, most secure place on earth in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because not that, only could that, she flip a pancake with that spatula, but she could slay dragons with it as well. Oh, 
Nobody and nothing could possibly go wrong when Grandma's in the kitchen. Impossible. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was perfect. Perfect birthday for her. She was born in 1904 on February 14th, which was the perfect birthday for her. I would think so. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your grandma with me. Oh, my pleasure. She's a grand lady. My grandma was not. My great-grandma was. Yeah. But my grandpa, my grandpa was amazing. My grandpa, grandma wasn't so nice. <laughs> she scared me. Oh. Oh, she's one of those strict I'm, I'm looking for my phone. My phone is somewhere in this room making noises because I forgot to silence it. That's not good. <laughs> so just, just keep talking and stall for me for a minute so no one will know what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Pay no attention to the woman behind the curtain. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right. A total total silence is now in total silence. And it's really funny because when I listen back and if I ever have to do edits in the show and stuff and something like this happens, it is so loud. You know, it's the so silence. loud on the uh, the beeps yep. or whatever it's doing. Okay. Well, thank you for stalling for me. Not a problem. So, let's see. What do you have going on tonight? Tonight, I have Nyla's Speakeasy Cafe. Because you know I'm going to ask you to hang out with me, right? Well, you know I will. Awesomeness. Awesome sauce. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, go ahead and tell everyone how to find you again real quick, and then we'll go ahead and get to the next caller then. All right. You can find me on Nyla Lisa's Speakeasy Cafe on Thursdays. On Let's Talk About It on Fridays, which is with Van Meadows. I'm with Michael Amade and J.T. Gutner on Fridays at World Poetry Open Mic. Sundays, it's the Inspiration Factory with Paul Sampson, Van Meadows, and Chantel. And on Mondays, it's Poetry in the Raw with Sylvia Boylock. You can also find me at the Garden of Poetry and Prose uh, on Facebook, Stanley Phillips, in the poetry group Friends, Words of What, Friends of Words, Wisdom, Wonder, and Wit. One of these days, I'm going to get that name right. <laughs> and also on Outlaw Poetry. That's about it. Very cool. All right. So let's get our next caller on the line, which I think you'll be very happy to hear from. Two and six. Two and six. Present and accounted for. (laughs) Mama. Hey, darling. I just want to let everybody know I put it on record that I have a poem called The Book of Older Daisy. So um, thank you for giving away my title. There's only one Ola Daisy. Yes. 
know he got an O in his name. You know how to handle, Mama. You know how to handle that. You just retitle yours the first book of O. Okay. The poem <laughs> I'm going to read to Grandma's Kitchen, and uh, I'll send the poem to you in your inbox just so I have proof that uh, mine was first already. So you're a witness. I read it on your on your page. You know, it, honestly, though, Mama, it really does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that Stan had one. It doesn't surprise me that you have one. It doesn't surprise me that I have one. Do you know why? Why? Because I think that. Okay, great minds, great minds think alike. But okay, let me. No, no. I think that I think that we're one of the last generations that are ever going to know what it was like to see Grandma stand over the stove. You know, generations after me. You know, maybe maybe my kids' generation, you know, but it, that that just that that part of our culture is gone. Oh no, I don't I don't, I don't have a grandma kitchen piece. I have a lot of grandma. What? Oh, no, grandma. I said, I said All right, at the end you have to freestyle four lines that put us in her kitchen. Okay, now wait. I'm getting ready <laughs> to read a poem to you by my son. That has a poem called In Grandma's Kitchen. But his grandma's kitchen and my grandma's kitchen was way different. Now, exactly. His, his grandmother was my mother-in-law. This is his father's mother. And she was real lenient with her boy, her boy grandkids. She would cook for them, put everything in there for them. And after she cooked and cleaned and did everything to her kitchen and left the food for them whenever they came home, whenever they got ready. And uh, then she would go upstairs and go to bed. So this is what they did when she was upstairs in the bed. And my son wrote this in August, so it's recently. In my grandma's kitchen, you can hear this crackling. You can hear young ones smacking. The aroma of sweet mangoes and sweet potatoes that attract them. More uninvited guests than one could imagine. So I make sure to close the window, but these uninvited guests come through the front door like a two-legged mosquito. They don't fly, they say hi and stir up gossip. So I remain in the kitchen and prepare my salad. In my grandma's kitchen, you can hear leaves falling to the ground or a dope boy driving down, proud of the way his system sounds. Dogs barking, mama's yelling, siblings fighting, ooh, I'm telling, as I mash my potatoes, never needed a box, peel the skin and wash them off again. Mash them up, just watch. In my grandma's kitchen, I watched my uncle come get ice, not to quench his thirst, but to put on his eyes. Police caught him slipping. So there he goes off into the kitchen. In my grandma's kitchen, Plenty of prayers were made, plenty of drugs displayed, plenty of secrets and trust betrayed, plenty of love was made, 
money divided. Watermelons we smash. Pretty jokes we laugh. Young as wash your hands, say your grace. Respect the kitchen at grandma's place. Better not talk with your mouthful or forget to say your grace. We often gambled in grandma's kitchen. If you got caught, your ass was on fire. Extension cords that felt like swords. For a backyard switches, how dare you gamble in grandma's kitchen? Bet not hit the street without stuffing your mouth. Grandma didn't play that in her house. Man, I miss my grandma's kitchen. Man, I miss my grandma's kitchen. So, why did I not know that your son writes poetry? Um, because he makes me sick. <laughs> and why has he never called in and read on the show? Because he makes me sick. Because every time I try to get him to come and do something, he won't. So I have to read this stuff. And I had just you know, you can take one of his poems. Let's do this, okay? We're mothers. We can do devious things, all right? Take one of his poems and hide it underneath a mat or something in his house, under his keyboard, something. Have it printed out and, and hide it somewhere. And then next okay. week, I will have you give me the information before the show, but next week we will randomly call him and say Hi. <laughs> This is Mama. You're going to read a poem. Oh, what? You don't have one? Oh, yes, you do. Go look under your keyboard. Now get after it, son. Oh, he probably will be at work or something or won't answer. Every time he knows it's Thursday, Friday when I like poetry, he doesn't answer during those times. And every time I try to get him on three-way, he doesn't answer. So, but wasn't that good? <laughs> yeah, but he knows your number. He doesn't know my number. I'll call him from the studio. Um, He'll have no idea it's you. I'll, I'll send it to you, but he still might not answer. He, he's at work. But, um, <laughs> We're still going to try, okay? Him. You know what? I yeah. have a, I have a, uh, I have some homework for you now, Mama. I'm sorry, well, I just keep minute. interrupting you, but I'm not done yet, okay? Because you're my scrumptious, swampious you. little whoopie, but whoopie girl. Let me remind you of this. Remember how I told you I raised my children reading Paula's number? Doesn't that sound mm-hmm. like a Dunbar piece? I know. It's like I can see my influence and Paul's influence in there. I really like that piece. That piece. You know. I do, too. So, I think it was fantastic. That's why I'm, I'm really wanting to get him on the show. Okay. But I have some homework for you, and this is very serious, okay? Uh-huh. I would like you and your son to write a poem together. And I want you to call him and tell him that you've been asked to do this with him and that it's, you know, something really important to you. We'll make it sound much bigger than it really is. You know, Nyla asked me to do this with you, and and we have to sit down and do this, son, and because Nyla told him. <laughs> <you know, laughs> Whatever, just, just, just convince him it's something very important to do. I really want to hear... You guys do a piece that you did together. Tell him that's what you want for Christmas, is you want him to write a poem with you and read it out loud. Here's one we did together, that we already did together. Um, Can we write on this one? Yeah. I I was waiting to see if Stan was going to say something before you started. Oh, 
Okay. Well, she said that they she's already got one that that uh, she and he wrote together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple. That's still not going to get him off the hook, though. <laughs> you know, you just won't take it's, no, will you? It's, it's more like a you slam. It's not actually a poetry piece. It's both the two that we did together so far. I don't have a regular poem. It's both slam pieces. He's an Aries like me. Only he's a, a masculine version. So... I'll send you his link. You can go on his page and read some of his stuff. You can leave him a note yourself, Nyla. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let me do my second piece and get out the way because everybody starts mean mugging me. (laughs) 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 Go ahead, Wendy. Grubbing. Adjusting appetites and palates, I have sampled the variety. I am the one who has tasted life, the one who has had a taste of life, rarely indulged in the main course, seldom a full meal. I come hungry to leave satisfied. I want more substance. Sampled the world on wooden toothpicks. I have had itty bits of everything. Piecemeal offerings to try entice my loyalty. Old ladies with new recipes passing them around on trays in supermarkets and the supermarkets of the world. I came, mm-mm. I come back for more free samples. The more, the more I have traveled, the more I have sampled life. Moy moy and peanut butter stew. I have tasted life with different seasonings and spices. Tried a variety of cultural dishes, some bland, some spicy. Tried the soul food of each one's side as I swallowed mine. I never gained control of my soul. It wandered with me, sampling life on platters. Now desirous of healing tissue, I wanted more. Traveled, partook of more, tasting life's offering from the rich. To the poor, drank out of crystal as well as tin cups. I have eaten from chinaware and drank from gourds. I have supped on hors d'oeuvres, hors d'oeuvres, and canapes. Inner voices led me to hot rocks and teepees. Sweat camps with medical medicinal portions. I'm sorry, sweat camps with medicinal potions. Tasting life in places where strange medicine men reside. I have eaten rice in 2,000 languages, in Asian and Indian tongues. I swapped collard greens for collard loops, then stepped up to taste red fruit, filled up on acne and saltfish, and exotic palatable rolled fish. Though never full off of life, not gluttony statues yet. I'm sorry, not gluttony status yet. I have done more than get my whistle wet. Still, I'm glad. Oh, how grateful to be alive, able to sample the tender morsels of appetizers so fine. Even though I am a connoisseur of fine wine and have enjoyed plenty tidbits of earth's great bounty in this life, I have supped in the dynasty cuisine. Treated royally as if I were a queen. 
I have sucked in mansions or sat and ate under an exotic tree. Yet there's nothing so satisfying, and no one abler has to be back in the hood, trying not to go berserk, waiting for a slice of sweet potato pie for dessert after getting my grub on at Grandma's table. In peace. You know, Go ahead, Stan. You first, because you know me. Right. See the way he does that. He's awesome. He he doesn't care. He'll jump right in and interrupt me, and I love that he can do that because somebody has to be able to do that if they're going to host with me. Okay. I'm just saying I love the way right at the end she comes in with that description of that last little piece, that dessert, Grandma's table. I love that. Well played, Mama. Thank you. I get an A plus from Stan. Okay, Nyla. <laughs> so that was the piece that you guys. That was one a piece that you guys wrote together, right? No, I didn't read it because I told you it was not a was not a it was not a poem. I read his version because I heard you mention about Grandma's table, and then I had read it last night on another program, so I already had it pulled up. And then. You told me to end something with Grandma's Table, and so I remembered I had that piece. I pulled that up and read that for you. That's not the piece I was going to read, but I read it because you said you would like to put something in with Grandma's Table. And so here we go. That works. Nyla, did you find your phone? I'm back. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, do you want to know? I could lie to you and tell you there was a technical difficulty, but do you want to know what really just happened? Uh-huh. You fell into the so, well, or your phone fell into the well. So, so I, I this this week I I bought this. I'm working on costumes, right? And so I I yeah. bought this like this woodland crown type thing that I'm going to use, I need the pieces off of to use to make something else. And I sat sitting there, and I was coming in and getting ready to do the show, and so I put it on. So I'm wearing this woodland fairy queen crown right now. And then I ran out to get a soda before the show, and I walked past the the restroom and saw the mirror, and I thought, oh, I don't look like a fairy queen. So I had to put my lipstick on, and I did my eyes really funny and all this stuff, right? And, you know, so I put my makeup on so I look like a fairy. (laughs) And then I was walking out of the bathroom, and I saw, oh, lavender lavender perfume. Oh, now I smell like a fairy. (laughs) Um, so then I'm sti- I'm coming in here and I'm sitting down and I'm looking down and I have my incense thing. I have this these incense that are, look like little pieces of wood and they're amazing. And so I've been lighting it and relighting it and relighting it the entire show. So I'm this little fairy queen sitting here in this room <laughs> and and listen and, and smelling incense while I'm listening to you guys read poetry. Okay, so that's what's really going on right now. And <laughs> I just had some pizza brought into the room and when they brought it into the room. It's like opening Cheech and Chong's door. And he's just looking around at all the smoke. It's like, what in the hell is going on here? It's like, I'm at a poetry. So I put the hand over the phone. I said, I'm at a poetry reading. I have to have incense. That's what was going on. I'm going to have to have a talk with Christopher. Um, Yeah. (laughs) He didn't come back. And he didn't even comment on the poem. You were in there 
putting on fairy dust and sprinkling yourself with uh, <laughs> Google dust and putting on. And now, now you you have to notice, Mama. I did not say the fact that I'm sitting here looking like this surprised him at all. It was the smoke that was a surprise. I what I am doing right now didn't phase him at all. So. <laughs> You know, what does that tell you? At least I have someone that feeds, that comes over and feeds me during the show. You know, so I, I, I'm happy for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? I, I've never been speechless, but I think it's the first time for everything. I, I'm done here. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Sam. I can't lie to Mama. Um, you know what? You didn't hear any of my poem at the last line. You were in there putting on, looking in the mirror. No, this was before and... the show even started. This was before the show even started. I heard your poem, but just as you were ending, that's when I had to cover the phone. Yeah, because I, I, I heard I heard something fall, like slip. I didn't know what had happened. But I heard you when you left the scene. And, uh, no, I didn't. I didn't leave the scene. I was actually still listening. I just had my hand over the phone. Because. Because. Because yeah, I was saying that. I had my hand over the phone because I was saying I'm at a poetry reading. I need to have incense. That's too long. And to whom were you speaking to? The pizza guy. This is really This is really the, oh, okay. The pizza okay. guy. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. You just caught on to man, I'm telling you. That was so the last one. Let me get this straight. Yeah, You're dressed in a woodland crown. Yeah. You to be a fairy princess. She forgot you she had it on. Don't forget that part. Lavender. Then you entered the room, filled it full of smoke. The pizza man walks in to a room full of smoke, and you, having a whole pizza, and you had to explain that it was incense. Yes. And you, 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 you got it. it. I'm no, you didn't say the part about she caught a glimpse of herself in a mirror. And and then she had to start doing stuff to make it not. Be oh yeah, what that's it was, before the so. show. So I was getting ready for the show, and I put the crown on. And I was carrying my soda in here, and I got a little plate of grapes. And when I was carrying that stuff in, I looked in the mirror, and I thought, well, I don't look like a fairy princess. So this is even before I called in. All that was right, way before right, the show right. started. I'm, yeah. I'm getting the, so now you got to make the outfits all over again. Wow. No, I'm just going to wear it. They don't. <laughs> even though you don't look like a fairy princess? I don't look like a fairy princess. I'm not even looking close <laughs> to a fairy princess. But in my brain, I am the most beautiful fairy princess you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but so I thought you were making it for, for like a play or something. No, it's just it's just like it's like a little wooden crown. I've got to totally change it. And yes, the costumes I'm working on are for a play, but That's yeah. So this is just like a, a little crown that I need to remake. Right, because it doesn't look like a fairy princess. I'm on the right track. I just hope the rest of y'all catch up. 
I'll never be one step ahead Stand. of Mama. That just takes us against the law of nature. She got to yes. redo the crown. She didn't look like a fairy princess, but she she got to redo it so the children or whoever's in the play can look like fairy princesses. So now we've got the whole story. But now i got to write a poem about that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I have to tell you this story, and those people waiting in line and, and stuff, I am so sorry, but I still have to tell you this story. So me doing this type of stuff is absolutely nothing new. All right, I, I wrote one time that I do not do well unintended. You know, I get all, into all kinds of marvelous mischief and make messy with my muses. And, and so this one day I got off work. I have to tell you seriously. Okay, all right, here we go. I got off work, and I stopped at this little restaurant, and I got some Chinese food to go, right? to take home with me okay and so i get home and i'm opening up my boxes of the chinese food and instead of those little wooden chopsticks that they normally give you there was this really really pretty pretty pair of plastic red decorated ones they were beautiful and i thought oh my god these are too pretty i can't eat with these so i promptly ran into the bathroom and pinned my hair up with them because i was going to keep them for hair pins as soon oh. as I did that, it's like, oh, my hair looks like a geisha, but I don't. So quickly, I grabbed the makeup, and I'm making myself look like a geisha girl with my hair pinned up. And then it was like, well, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Leela sent me that kimono and, the, and the, the slippers. And so I go running and digging through the closet, and I get this outfit out. And so then I'm dressed that way, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Knock, knock, knock on my door. <laughs> and, and I'm standing there just like, um, okay. <laughs> totally got busted. But before that, I thought, oh, now I'm dressed up. I look like a kid. I'm going to take some pictures. So I took some selfies of me dressed up like that. Never, I think I ended up having the Chinese food for breakfast the next morning because I never get back to that. But it all started because they gave me red chopsticks is where that whole, and then and, and once again, I get busted at the door just doing really silly, dumb, strange things that I do. <laughs> was it the pizza man again? No, no, the, that was a couple girlfriends of mine. And I've got proof of this. If you go look on my Facebook page in my albums, I think it's under... I think there's some under profile pictures or color pictures or something like that. In fact, I'll, I will make my profile picture that picture this week. But I have okay. some of the pictures I took that night of me dressed like that. Well, because why wouldn't I? I don't know where your whimsical, and that's the beauty of you. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of you. That's part of you. And I wouldn't ever want to see you not have that side because – it makes you a very interesting and exciting person. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Mom. This is my weird friend. <laughs> <laughs> a weird daughter. I cannot play and, with little Sally anymore. Uh huh. And she's she's a fairy tale, whimsical character, and she changes, transforms herself into whatever she wants to be. Whatever she wants to do, something. Else. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in the middle of a ranch, swinging a pick, and digging like two foot trenches in the hard dirt, looking for petrified wood. Tomorrow, I will okay. not be a fairy. That's okay. That's another character, <laughs> and that's a great character because 
when I was little or young, we had a little cabin in the backyard, and every day of my life I was somebody that I wasn't. <laughs> and the name of my <laughs> life story that I made up called Little Lost Children in the Woods. And we'd have a little adventure every day. We'd find all kind of stuff. And bugs. That's so awesome. And, I want to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. I told you about it a little before, long before. But anyway, isn't it a happy anniversary again already? Mm-hmm. Next month. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. So anyway, I don't want to be making people mean mug me, and I'm getting off of here. But I love you, and you don't change. Your beautiful. I love you, Mama. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay. I love, <laughs> love you, Mama, and love that poem. Thank you. Oh, thank you for making me remember that I did this through a poem. Thank you. <laughs> I love you that you commented on it and just didn't uh, turn into a fairy or anything while I was reading. <laughs> I love you, Mama. Love you, baby. Bye, honey. Bye. Oh, my goodness. That was my sweetie comes, sweetie darling, fufui mommy. She always says I talk sweeter to the boys than I do the girls, so I'm doing this to. Yeah, but that's Mama. (laughs) You know. She keeps me in line. What else is there to say? I know. Mhm. There's a reason she has. We call her that. All right. So I need to let area code eight three two and five six two know that you are not in the lineup. So eight three two and five six two. If either of you would like to come on the air and share and talk, please press one on your phone, and that'll put you in the lineup. If you're here just listening and hanging out, that is awesome. Um, if you change your mind at any time, you can press 1, and that will put you in the lineup at that time. So 832-562, if you want to come on the air, just press 1 whenever you're ready. All right, so Stan, my darling, our yes. next caller, and that was most, meant in the most non-sexually harassing way, Mama, by the way. So Stan, <laughs> darling. <laughs> yes. Let's bring on our next caller, which comes from area code 951. 951, you're on the air. Nine five one, are you with me? Hey. I think so. There we go. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a rough week, but um you know, life goes on, right? I just does. celebrated my birthday a few days ago. So fortunate to see another year. That is absolutely. I always say that the worst, the worst day I have in my life, is still my best day because I woke up that day. You know, tomorrow could be the most horrible, crappy day I ever had in my life, but it's still the best day of my life because I woke up. <laughs> that is well said. Yep, good attitude. I like it. <laughs> so introduce yourself to everyone, honey. Um, my name is uh, Eric Devon. Uh, when I do poetry, I go by True. Um, nice to be here. Thank you. I've been taking my hey, wait a minute. You, when was that. your birthday? September 4th. Beyonce Day. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't. So you ready? Get to keep it to myself anymore. <laughs> There's going. Are you ready? Oh, Happy no. birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. To you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Eric True. <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to you and many more too. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Two again. Okay. <laughs> Happy um, birthday, sweetheart. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I understand there was a prompt. I only heard about it when I called in. Um, something about Grandma's Kitchen, is that it? Yes. Okay. And um, I'm curious, am I permitted a single piece or may I read uh, more than one? You can read two. Okay. <clears throat> well, um, so I, I wrote a book for my daughter. Um, it's called The Beauty of Dragons. And one of the poems in the book, uh, it's called Mom's Cornbread. I know it's called Mom's Cornbread, but it in- inadvertently becomes Grandma Kitchen. Um, <clears throat> one cup cornmeal, one cup flour, one tablespoon baking powder, one half teaspoon salt, one half cup of sugar, one whole egg, one cup of milk, one half cup butter flavored Crisco preheat oven mix dry ingredients first beat an egg in the corner stir in milk until mixture is wet melt butter flavored Crisco pour in the batter and bake at 450 degrees for 20 to 25 minutes I love my mother's cornbread but it was difficult when I realized she wouldn't always be here to make it so I followed my mom around the kitchen for that recipe. A grown man in my 30s, I followed, taking notes of verbal quotes because she had never bothered to write it down. She was so familiar with the process that it had become part of her. As I watched her rattle off ingredients, intrigued by her effortless flow, dancing with the dish she'd prepared for me countless times, I couldn't help but wonder about the first. How did she know what to do? Were there times when she knew she didn't whip it enough and just had to take the lumps? Did she ever spoil the batch with too much sugar? Use baking soda instead of baking powder. By the way, I've done that and it's terrible. I stood in that kitchen, the first of four increasingly difficult sons. I, the untested recipe she hoped would come out okay, the unproven dish over which she poured and prayed, into which she had mixed both smiles and tears, poured cups of love, stirred in affection, beat discipline into the corners of a rapidly developing young black male ego. We go back and forth over the years, and I'm sure I could have been a better son. I am dichotomous. Sometimes the spitting image of the broken man who damaged her trust, reflecting his mannerisms all too familiar. And sometimes I am the dark and masculine picture she sees when she smiles at the face in her own mirror. And although I tend toward gentlemen, a sinner, a cynic, a scholar, occasionally I can't help but wonder, How did she know what to do? Were there times when she knew she didn't whip me enough and just had to take her lumps? 
I wondered whether I ever caused her regret. On my 35th birthday, she answered and quieted that thought with this text. Happy birthday to my firstborn. Your father and I were in the trailer park talking and my labor pains started. We went to the hospital on base. The doctor checked me and said it would be at least six hours. Everyone left. The doctor, your dad. My blood pressure was up and I was shaking because of the pain, but you didn't care what the doctor said. You were ready. 30 minutes later, around five, you were here. Five pounds, six ounces, I think, the most beautiful baby ever. I've loved you ever since. Enjoy your day. Lately, I've been in the kitchen, tentatively exploring my own recipe. Gathered ingredients, preheated the oven to late November, warming my hands over smoldering stove embers. I'm proud to have my mother, my example around to sample my first batch. And in the coming years, when fears and doubt threaten to consume my head, I'll pull up her text, smile, and recall, I was mom's first recipe for cornbread. And that's in poem? That is. I absolutely love that piece because you did in that poem exactly what the prompt, what I wanted the prompt to do. You talked about, like for me, it would be my grandma's soda biscuit or the and soda biscuits and whipped honey, honey whipped honey butter. You know that uh-huh. that would be the one that is the most solid, concrete image I can paint of that kitchen. That is that is the focal point uh-huh. of everything. Is that soda biscuit? Right. And so by you using the recipe and talking about you know, how she didn't need to, she just did it effortlessly. You know, you know she was taught by someone, but she had done it so long that she did it effortlessly now, and you had to learn it from her that way. And the entire time, you're actually talking about cornbread, but at the same time, you're not talking about cornbread at all. You're talking about life. She learned her lessons to live life the way she lived it from someone and what they passed on to her, she did so effortlessly that she didn't even know that that gets passed on to you. You know, that, that you do your best to be a parent, but you don't really understand the fingerprints that get paid forward. Right. Not until you're older. Not until you're older and you're watching your grandkid kid do something that you know you taught your child. You know, I think that's when it, when it hits you, the fingerprints like that. You know, the, and so, you know, when I say everything I needed or everything I know about love, I learned in my great-grandma's kitchen. When I listen to your poem, I hear the same thing. Everything you needed to know about love and life, you learned in, you know, in the cornbread, in the kitchen. That was your mom, though, correct? Yeah. But yeah. the poem is yeah. about her um, raising me and figuring it out. I'm the oldest of four boys. So mm-hmm. she was kind of figuring it out with me, and then by the time she has the youngest, you know, it's a snap, I guess. But um, now I had mm-hmm. my first child, 
and I'm still trying to figure it out, but I can kind of take solace in the fact that I came out okay, you know, and I was mom's first recipe of cornbread, so it'll be all right. Exactly. That, Stan? That, that was a great oh, she's using the recipe of that cornbread, like you said, did she whip me enough? You know, or did she or take, take her, her lunch? lunch. Yeah. Exactly. The analogy between what she was learning about you as her child and her as a mother and comparing that and having that be like the metaphor for the cornbread all the way through, that was fantastic. It really that was. was. Great, I appreciate that. that. Excellent correlation. That was excellent. Thank you. Phenomenal writing. I mean, actually, truly mean that sincerely. Yes. That that was a very well, I mean, if I was to do five stars on the construction, you know, rating, you know, like on, on emotion, technical skill, blah, 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 you know, you'd get five stars across the board. That was a perfect poem. Wow. I am honored. Thank you very much. Um, You're very welcome. Well, I don't want to take a, lo- a lot of time. Um, if you allow me to knock this second piece out. And then let someone else on. Okay. Space before the rage comes. There is something in the way a budding plant, just before it blooms into full foliage, looks so much a toothless mouth howling against the season. And perhaps... It is because my body is so well practiced in the art of unblooming that I did not understand how so small a thing can take up more space than her worth. She sat low and round, her aged back, a pale, diseased willow draped heavy over us all. I met her narrow gaze with her name posed in a question. Nancy, right? not so subtly disregarded. You don't sound black. And for the briefest moment, I am reversed. The oak of my chest, a sudden sapling, too soft for sun-baked soil. I marvel at how her words gather and heap centuries on my head like so many branches taking up more space than occupied southern trees spanning the days she has lived. I open my seedling tongue and sprout defiant roots in her earth, exhale a forest canopy. And isn't that just like a poem? Howling, taking up space, daring to speak without anyone's permission. And poem? Yes. Okay. Always remember to say end poem. That's that's the that's the only that's the only only thing I have to teach people. Because then I don't know if you're doing a dramatic pause and I cannot tell you how people get upset when I start talking, thinking it's the end of the poem, and it's not. <laughs> so when, you, when you're done reading this, go ahead and say end poem, and then I'll know it's okay to come on. I have to tell you that you have this incredible way. I always tell people 
Um, you know, I really try to, when we do our exercises and our, our prompts and stuff at the beginning, one of the things that I really try to push people as far as they will let me push is to get them to step out of their comfort zone when using personal experience to come up with concrete images, to come up with things, look at them in a, in a completely different perspective, but, but to somehow when when you're using those concrete images that they're not cliche, they're not overused, they're not typical, you know, to push it and make them figure out a way to say it in a way that's surprising. And you do that so seamlessly. I was listening to the second piece and listening to those those concrete images that you were putting together. They're not... The, the concrete images are not pretentious. They're not like you're searching to, you know, think of something crazy to say to replace something else. They're they're very familiar, but said in such a surprising way. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's it's smooth. It's just smooth throughout the. It's just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Stan. Thank you. One of the things I like about your poetry is that you do have a creative way of forming your images and your metaphors that, like she said, they do feel familiar, but you bring them in from a completely different perspective. That is creative. That's unique. I like that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. It's like someone coming in for a kiss in the cheek and they kiss you on the lips instead. <laughs> oh, no. I'm assaulting people with my poetry. What is that thing? You can't, you, no, I can't say that. That would be a horrible thing to say. I can't say that. I just said, what's, what's that saying say where you can't force the willing? Okay. <laughs> so, so go ahead and torture me with your poetry. That's awesome. I I can handle it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. Um. Okay. On Facebook, Instagram, most places. I am true. The poetic. T r u e. T h e. Poetic, P-E, P- mm, wow, P-O-E-T-I-C, True the Poetic, um, on social media. I'm featuring at an event this Saturday in Pomona. Um, that will be on 2nd Street. Wow. Pomona, California. I'm realizing there are people listening to this show all over the country, if I'm not mistaken. So I should probably be more clear. All over the world. That. All over the world. How about that? So, yeah, just grab a jet, um, fly out to Pomona, check out the uh, poetry. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So, yeah, Facebook, Instagram are my two most um, active sites um, or accounts. And I am true the poetic for Eric Duvon. And for those of you who do jump on the jet and go over, let them know that you heard him on the show and you get a 10% discount on your CD. <laughs> I wish I had a CD. I do have a couple of books, but um, the 10% discount will apply. If you show me your, uh, your jet 
I don't know. Do they have subs? Ticket subs or something? I don't know how that works. But, yeah. I will honor that 10%. (laughs) Awesome job. And happy birthday again to you. And I cannot wait to see what you come back with next week, hon. Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. You have a beautiful evening. Thanks, Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. True. (laughs) Bye-bye, hon. (laughs) Yes. Stan, can I ask you a question yes. real quick? Yes. Can you tell I'm eating pizza? Can't smell a thing. You can't hear me chewing? No. Am I supposed to? Yes. No, that's why I wanted to make sure you couldn't hear me eating pizza on the air. Because <laughs> I'm so eating pizza right now. A couple of weeks ago, it was Girl Scout cookies. Yes, yes. And all of this in... Incense smoke, wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> Wearing my fairy crown, yeah. There you go. Like I said, All right, let's go, let's go ahead and get... What? I said, it's just Thursday with Nyla. <laughs> it is. If you guys yeah. knew, oh my gosh, you guys just, just really don't know. All right, so let's go ahead and get to our next caller. If I can get this unmuted, let's try this again. 901, are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. What's good? Hey, what's up? This is Slug Lord Vato, formerly known as Obsidian Kid Reaper Wolf, a.k.a. Lil Brujo. Formerly known as Obsidian. What happened? Um, I went through a transformation. Um, basically, Slug Lord Vato is a whole new representation of who I truly am. Obsidian was more political, but, you know, like, I will always love the Obsidian identity uh, in my music, but Slug Lord Vato just fits me better in, in every way. To break down what Slug Lord Vato is, just so you understand, uh, it's an acronym. Suddenly life undergoes love, optimistically resuming direction, valuable art traveling ominously. The 66 to replace the two Gs for the sixth letter in the alphabet, which is F. For the two sixes, it's two Fs, which is an acronym for finally free. You know, and also to piss off the Illuminati conspiracy theorists who eventually claim I'm a devil worshiper anyway for my success. <laughs> and um, Slug Lord is also to ward off enemies and haters. And if you can uh, roll over bullets and shots taken at you, then you're good. Vato for being a, a friend to the game and not a foe. And also to represent for my Latino heritage and you know, my Chicano and Boricua heritage. Uh, But, you know, Dark Barrio is the album that I'm working on right now. It's equating to the industry, uh, uh, music industry, um, to the ghetto. Um, So say you're trying to make it like everyone else, but so many are swallowed up by the industry itself, just like in the ghetto. So I just want to be a success and make it above easy street and have my community back, um, you know, uh, on my back and and the world's back and, and do it for fun and do it for real, and just make amazing, beautiful music. That's awesome. Quality goals. Appreciate it. All right, so um, I'm going to share from my new album, Dark Radio, a little something uh, that I'm working on. So... All right, so this is a uh, this is from the intro, and the intro of course goes into the Wakey Game Up, and this is a shout out to Snow the Product, 
Castro Escobar, Lex the Great, AJ Hearns, and uh, Haran, oh, which uh, Hondro, which uh, honestly my favorite label, and I want to get signed to Woke. Uh, Snow the product is leaving Atlantic Records. I don't know if you guys have you heard of Snow the product? No. No. Yeah, she, she's a she's a dope female MC from uh, San Jose, California. Also made buzz out in Texas with uh, Chingo Bling and other artists in the Latin hip hop community, and uh, she's about to go independent, leaving Atlantic Records. So, um, hoping to move to Los Angeles and actually get onto her label um, if they, you know, if they really dig what I got, and I think they will. So, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and spit the intro, which go and and, and go into woke which is the first track off of the album. <clears throat> and uh, let me know what you guys think. Awesome. Yo, why the day I got to be a broke vato? On the day I have no vatos. A role models alone followed by that soul swallow for dole auto. They want no loan off of setting the tone off of the nose nostril of the crones. Hollow hole, they would grow macho. Like they want to pierce the metal, leaping out the steel like they tried. Huh. Or they tired of being where the slugs rang out Cause these thugs banged out And one that slug rang out And let my blood drain out With my eyes bug banged out While my tongue hangs out But nobody's hate can stop me when I slow-mo time And overshow those guys where my mojo lies I needed no crippin' or no rojo ties This ain't the Matrix, but I gotta evade this And not end up encased in a bag I've been placing And left it be potted and face picked by some fool on his day ship Like how cool could this day get? I could have been wasted But then again, how cool is my brain tricks? If I could show my mama the journey in pain and reply what you say is truly a good way and away from this path only a full straight i gotta learn to keep balance and pull weight so after partying i try to meditate each and every including today and get lit like i'm drinking a vessel of pool case a medicine from the ancestors that levels the room plate making the room sway trying to make music on my woke shit for the fam to bang know they can be proud that i got a crowd who hang around me like a new gang want to make hits that move sway and i show up in the interview with the cool Brand. I try my best not to get out of pocket like a pool game. Going for the goals held by the rules, babe. To the ancients and now in the new age. My ego wants me to be a trendsetter or a new wave with a full stage, but not too vain. But I'm humane. From the dark body, oh, any poop though who stray. Trying to catch me in pool fate. Famous or not, I pounce on a knob and let them bulls swing. Slug, Lord. Woke, woke, woke. Wake your game up. Hashtag woke. If you were sleeping, then I guess you woke. That's my Rasa K. Basa, that's a quote. If you fuck with Lex, fuck with Castro, fuck with Snow, then you might be woke, woke, woke. Might be woke, woke, woke. Wake your game up. Woke, woke, woke. Wake your game up. Listen, woke like Claudio. I'm on top of the extra bar. Blessful, yes, because I know they're going to rep your heart. Flex the art. Going to test the charts. Got Cubans and some Colombian. That's Castro Escobar. But he mixed like us. Latinos, that's the rest of us. They want to wreck the luck. That invested, but we teach a lesson of being woke when you was pressed as fuck. Um, but won't let it set you up because you a weapon up. The best of love. We teamed up around them. Yeah, beam me up. Yo, go check the race before you step away from the best to take this music and turn it into a weapon race. And fire shots to anyone who expects a fade from Snow, Castro, AJ, Alexa, great. We won't. Listen, I got the bag like St. Nick. Stop selling fake Nick. 
Straight kicking like Daniel, son. Wait, slit when I'm dancing, son. Damn it, son. Come on, man. I do this. Ask the team. Woke up feeling woke, cuz. Woke is in my dreams. It's better than the roster. Doing shows and going hammer. Breaking handed camera. Stage diving with a dancing panda. No shit. Shit. Not shit. So better shut it and start getting at it. Yeah, this is the magic. Spitting havoc. Everything is lit and madness. Got a stage show. The grits are madness. So, uh, got some huevos. I got you a taste for asking. Yeah, I say so when I get to practice. Giving halo to the kids that's tackling and trashing. I stay fly like yeah, yo, fishing jacket. Sheesh. Yeah, we new schoolers. We play old schoolers. The brain coolers. Filled with modelos and agave shooters. See, man, we got a heat wave. We're moving that fucking replay on the relay and that heat wave music. And you got to hit the freeway when that beat stay pulling you in the beef bass from the fucking DJ Puma. Yeah, shock them like a live wire. Running through your cities like a wildfire. Kind of music make you turn up to your eyes tired. Yeah, kind of shit to make your mama twerk and your family vibe higher. So, yeah, get woke, 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 and you vibe higher. Go on, woke. And that's end? Yeah, that's that's end. It's, uh, it's not you recorded know. yet. It's just acapella style, but, you know, I'm working on the album. It's going to be hard with a beat and everything, make the club turn up. Mhm. That that was incredible. But what I want to talk to you about is your delivery. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of rap music or that style of music because I am a lyrics person. I want to hear mm-hmm. what somebody has to say. And so many times when someone performs, they're going so fast that that they are trying to impress you with how fast they can go, than to be able to actually get a clear message across quickly. Okay? Mm -hmm. When you were delivering that, even though you were going quite fast, I could still understand every single word you said. Everyone. Which for me is something beyond just having a great delivery. Okay? There's something... There's something... It's like an auctioneer, and that's exactly where this comes from. It's like an auctioneer. An auctioneer has the gift of being able to speak clearly, quickly, and fast. It's a talent. It's like a a God-given talent, you know, whatever God you believe in. I don't care. It came from somewhere, but it wasn't, you know, it's not normal to be able to speak. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the rap god. (laughs) The flying rap god. And he does not wear a colander. But to be able to speak that quickly and still have, you know, to have perfect diction like that. So it made me think about how you have the talent, and everyone says an auctioneer, blah. You have the talent to be able to do something like an auctioneer or yodel. How cool does that sound, huh? Yeah, right? I could never yodel. You could. No, with the way that your voice is, you could do that very easily. But it's so far out of your comfort zone, it's like I could never do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I have some if homework. If I start yodeling, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to hit me what? in the face as hard as you can and say "shut the hell up." <laughs> so if I would yodel, just do oh, that. See, now that's Kick completely different. Kind of baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with Nyla on one thing. At the speed <laughs> you were going, a lot of times I've heard guys doing a rap and doing it at the speed you were doing it, but they weren't able to articulate. 
You mm-hmm. incredibly were articulate. You could be yes. understood. That was the word. You know where I get that from? Where? Where where I get that from, and y'all should check them out, man. My favorite artist of all time, Tech Nine. If you want to hear anything remotely that sounds like what I just spit you, you know, my type of style, completely. I'm not saying I bit his style. I'm saying I'm inspired and influenced mm-hmm. by Tech mm-hmm. Nine. Well, it's okay. I, I'm I, I do you have a piece of pizza blah. See, I can't even spit a freaking sentence out slowly. <laughs> Do you have some uh, a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen? I have a cellular device here, and let me go to a notepad on my futuristic device that we now call cellular phones <laughs> where we don't need such things as papers or pencils. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a little elaborate. So if you don't get it all down, we are about thirty five minutes till the end of the show. So just come on to all the right. show and and tune in to about two hours and twenty minutes into uh no that's wrong. Yeah, that's right. That'll work. Yeah. No. Huh? Figure it out, okay? So we about two and a half. So is that what you want me to write two, down? You want me to write two hours and twenty minutes? minutes? Yeah, that's right. Two hours and twenty minutes into the show, and you'll be able to hear this all over again, okay? From the archives. Why do you want me to right, hear my so this, <laughs> this <laughs> is your, Yeah, no. <laughs> this is your homework. I want you to write. Now, this can be one of two ways, okay? I'm going to tell you the first oh, way. Oh, I got to go back to it. I thought you wanted me to write down two hours and two minutes. Okay, hold on. 20 minutes, 2 hours, 20 minutes. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Actually, that's fine because you can come back and listen to this later. So leave that in your phone. Don't write anything else down. Just listen. Okay. I'm already there. I'm already there. Then you come back and listen to the archives. Okay. So I want you to write a two-sided poem. And you can decide how you want to do this. I already did One part. No, no, I'm giving you the subject right now. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. And this and this is actually this is this is actually um if you do this okay. I think it's a really good idea for a song. I think that you could do something really fantastic with this with your with your talent. All right. So I want you to write a two sided poem, almost like a collaboration uh-huh. with yourself. All right. Uh-huh. And one side of you, I want it done like a ballad. I want it done with palpable emotion. Then okay. I want you to come in with the other side, okay, the the other side of you, and I want you to write as in the style of an auctioneer. Now, what is an auctioneer? An auctioneer some, is a someone someone who is a master of fast talk, all right? And not only they are master of fast talk, but they're a master of getting people excited, about getting them pumped up, about manipulating them and getting those bids out of them. All right, you're selling something, baby. So I want you to write Matter the fast fact, part of it as to where you are an auctioneer and you're talking fast and you're talking it up and you're getting them incited and they're they're starting getting ready to believe everything you have to say and you're just pouring it on and you know so that's the sales side of you you know like the but pitch, behind the scenes basically. is that ballad part of you that may not be you know you you show one thing to the public but you're somebody else behind the scenes I love that I never thought of something like that. 
Yeah. Yo, so right, you're so standing there in front of somebody. You're mind. standing there in front of a girl, for example. Right. Do you mind thinking, oh, if God. I write down your number so I can talk to you more about this after the show? Because I don't want to hold up any more of your time either. I'll like, give you. you I'll give you the. I'll, just send me a message on on Facebook, and you can get a hold of me that way. We'll do it through text on the. We'll do it. We'll hook up on Messenger. All right, Messenger, Facebook, Messenger. I'll have to. The other side of that is, is you either have Facebook? to write the fast side of it and get someone else to write the slow ballad side of it. So you either have to do it a collab with yourself or you have to do a collab with somebody else. But part of it has to be slow and ballad, and the second half has to be fast, like an auctioneer. I can do it by myself. I, I don't have a do doubt about it in the world. I think you will just. I mean, I've done something it. actually similar to this where um, I wrote. It was a regional rap. Um, I did the East Coast style of rap. I did the West Coast style of rap. I did the Midwest style of rap and the Dirty South style of rap, and I had them battle each other. But I'm I'm the one only one battling myself. Like, but like I'm dissing all these characters. Completely hilarious. But. <laughs> <laughs> I had a All right, my darling. So right, are you on my friends on list, right? Um, Under Nyla? All right, so I deleted my I deleted my old Facebook page and I created uh, my artist page, so there's a lot of people I don't have anymore. Okay, so it's Nyla, like New York, Los Angeles, N Y L A, Nyla. Nyla. And and Alicia, A L I S I A, Nyla Alicia on Facebook. It said Alicia, so I'm okay. There we go. I got it. <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, so yeah, shoot me a message and I'll and I'll write this down for you, or, or we'll go through text. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Nyla, Alicia, and um, Alicia. what's your name, bro? Oh. I know. I was just messing with you. What's your name, bro? No, I, I'm on you. I'm on you. <laughs> I'm Stan. The, Sam. Oh man, he basic. He, he not not in a bad way. I ain't saying you basic, but not like he just seems simple. Keep it simple. Nice, nice <laughs> to meet you, Sam. Thank you very much for having me on, and I shall return. You look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you. Orderly. Bye bye. Very cool. Very cool, wow. Sam. Thank you, Alicio. <laughs> You know what? That sounds. That, I think I might keep that. That sounds kind of Shakespearean. Alicia. Oh. Yes. Kind of, kind of sexy Spanish, Shakespearean. Oh, Alicia. that's good word. That's good word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Our next caller. Yeah. <laughs> Our next caller comes from area code five eight five five eight five. You're on the air. Hello. This is Sean. How are you? Hi, Sean, my darling. I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Uh, uh, okay. I have one called... Um, let's see. This one is called... Uh, Frustration becomes bliss. Okay. 
frustration can make one panic. But don't hold grud but I don't hold any grudges. The mind budges when it flows with its own kind. Yet what is its own kind? Hmm. Great question. I don't know. It might be mine. I don't yeah. My spirit always seems to float with all of what exists. I don't see it. But, you know, I certainly do know it. Stripped naked out of my human shell to see the codes of the mathematics behind the DNA and blood platelets. Is the code... Codex Elementarius or just an act of bonded creation, you know, like sex. It's a possibility amongst my cerebral cortex, rigorous texts. What's money when balances are just checks? Justice is not justice if you allow the shadowy counterparts of the being to keep hold of the entirety It's just not so. Occupations happen globally, reminding me of the power of subconscious activity, organically, flowing as freely as the seeds in an herbal remedy. Mentality many times appears spiritually knowing. I guess it's just awakening. I'm cross-examining neural structures. I persist. Feel power and go with astronomy. I am edgy. I am apolitical, then political at the same time. Very critical in the continual breathing patterns of every organ I am living with. Yet what is necessary when you cannot comprehend how everything seems like death? I wax philosophical and ideological, almighty, Probably not. That's for the God-styled thinkers. I visualize myself as being the God with everything else surrounding myself. What's the self when it always becomes discovered? Interesting questions, yes. But they get asked amongst the strangest weather. I am one large pattern transfixing itself through sine waves and technology, woe is me amongst treachery, then I rise with angels playing amongst these demonic harps. Alaska technology, they say, fortitude of mind is straight shots of intensity, no chaser, unless the chase is to understand the femininity in me as well. I'm wild and hazy, as unorthodox, as unorthodox as any hippie, then make mockery a mockery of an artificial society. I'm irony, adulthood, tra- tragically. This government wants to be the mommy and the daddy, saying fuck you and leaving slowly. It's time, I say, to it all out there just to make sure. Life is an ever-changing mirror, a constant blue water, mixing with all kinds of mixing in with all kinds of cancers. 
mixing in with all kinds of diseases and real powers. I cower and also feel myself running mental energy that cannot sour, devours skills with mindfulness, yet does it all go to my head? I think so. And both the penis are the head of the mind and the that of the skies. Also the heart has its role and deepness is struggle. All of it eventually turns into crystal. If you hold it like that, I'm just one big prism of a paradigm, a vessel. The frustration becomes bliss, and then it all comes together so incredible. That was phenomenal. Stan, do you want to go first? I've got to tell you, that was a roller coaster ride of a lot of different perspectives and observations. That that whole piece within its content and context and all the different perspectives that you look at that subject with, it became spectral. It wasn't lineal, it was spectral. That was amazing. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Great job, Sean. Thanks. Uh, Great job. All right, do me a favor. What's that, honey? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say the flow of his, his thought, the way his thoughts flowed like that, it reminded me of someone else who was very much spectral in his observations, and that's Philip Matthew Roberts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, oh, yes. Yes, yeah. I definitely, definitely enjoyed that. Philip Matthew Roberts, okay. All right, Sean, honey, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come over and show you some love. Okay. Um, I'm on scribd.com uh, slash SKL2012. I'm on uh, SoundCloud. Um, Sean Liebel on SoundCloud. And Facebook. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for sharing that. It was amazing. Yes. Have a good day. All right, honey. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Okay. Okay. All righty. So our next caller comes from, uh, where do we have it? Come on. All right. I, I believe. Okay. So I've got my my board just did some weird hiccups. So I need to uh, need to remind you where you are, or I need to remind. Suits. Hang on. One second. There we go. All right. So 
I need to let area codes. I'm trying to get my board back up, guys. Sorry. I need to let area code 832-646-510 and 608. Oh, 608, yay. Um, Know that you are not in the lineup. So please press 1 if you'd like to come on the show and read. We have area code 608-510 and 832. If any of you guys would like to come on the air, please press 1. Now we have 510 and 608. All right. There we go. And two, we lost that one. All right, so our next caller, let's go ahead and get area code 646 on the air. 646, are you with me? I am with you. Good afternoon. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Um, Wonder Woman to Superman. What's going on, Hall of Justice? You're you're kind of background noise, or there's something going on, and I can't hear you real well. Okay, is that better? That oh, yeah. yeah, you're clear. Okay, I got I got excited. I did a bat flip while I was sitting in my chair, and I realized that I'm being recorded, so that kind of got me nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Have you heard half was, the crap I was, I've said tonight? <laughs> no, what you what you say? You should have like a uh, you should have a stream. Like you should have a workshop going on something something to that people can hear who um, are not able to make the show and don't want to download the archives, but they can hear you streaming. Because y'all just um, I think the the way that you articulate, you know, each and every artist, if you had to be a judge, y'all y'all would be um, kind of like uh, Simon and his crew, but of course more polite. And I'm not a bitch like Simon. Simon, I, I think he, I think, I think someone sometimes he needs his diaper changed or something, and he can't get it out. You know, just can't <laughs> express himself properly. So he has that face, and then when the break comes, he, you know, he's better next time. <laughs> mhm, mhm. Something's definitely going on there. <laughs> well, um, All right, tell but, us what but you, you can't have well. everybody. Uh, no, I was going to say, you can't have everybody happy, happy, joy, joy, because that's not the way the world turns. So, um. <laughs> Oh, I don't want everyone happy, happy, joy, joy. I want everybody... Funky monkey baby. Funky monkey of... baby. Funky monkey baby. <laughs> out of, let's see. I want, them, I want them uncomfortably giddy is what I want. Ooh. Oh. I what like poking things with a stick. So, yeah, I want, I want them uncomfortably giddy. I'm, I'm glad I'm not like... near you. That sounds a lot like being buzzed in the police station. <laughs> I, I, I stay right here in my chair because, uh, you know, y'all getting a little too, a little Wonder Woman about to pull, throw, my, throw her lasso out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny about you saying that? And this, I swear to God, that is the, is the honest truth. If I could have any superpower, I would want that. That would be my superpower is to have that, that lasso of truth. That's what I would want my superpower to be, is to be able to pe- make people tell the truth. That's so funny you say that. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Wonder Woman and Superman, Hall of Justice. Okay, here we go. Um, Give me one second. Here we go. Tips of her perfect kiss. Kissed like 
sunbeams to lands of sand. Picture the face of a new moon. I have something which is really nothing only because I can't taste the winds. I'm sorry. I can taste the winds two whole minutes before it pours. My feet make mental footprints, don't they? Streams of my thoughtless river will soon sleep in the ocean. Kiss perfectly center stage on my forehead. It's blushing like a crush. Simply, organically orange peeled deep like cow gone. I'm stressless, blessed by the Heavenly Father. It's never an endless peace when there's still puzzles to my state of mind. And peace. Wow. Stan, go ahead. Well, that was compact. Uh, I'd say that that could qualify as a brevity, but you put an awful lot into that brevity, a lot of images. Yes. Wonder Woman, Superman, Holly Justice. <laughs> wow. Yes. I like that title, too. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Absolute great piece, honey. I am so glad that you called in and shared and read tonight. Are you going to um, make a habit wait. of this? Um, the the Hall of Justice. I'm talking about y'all too. The two of y'all. Oh, really? Because we, yeah, well, you couldn't hear me. I was I was saying Wonder Woman and Superman, the Hall of Justice. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, I want to throw this quick note. So, um. My aunt, about a week ago, she had uh, one of her students from when she was teaching in the high school, and she said um, she had told a young lady who was always in detention, but every time she came out of detention, she had a, she had uh, a, you know, her words of apology was in poetry. So she said that, you know, she's a great-minded person. She just wanted or needed direction, and, and um, so she had um, had uh, uh, mentioned me and. And so my aunt had asked me if I would be, like, a mentor to me. So I'm like, wow, like, really, this is, is a, we're actually mentoring each other because I can't grow unless I'm challenged. And being I've never been a mentor, uh, I really make sure everything that I say has a, has an understanding to it. If I don't have an understanding to it, I, I will not say it. I won't address it. Um, and then it's, it's, it's like a grown process this is like how you could say the expansion of your 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 brain when you don't even realize that you have one because of you know you're so inclined with this seesaw battle back and forth that it's almost like a love connection without the affection excuse there me you go. yes yes because there is there is something shared but it it's just in a different kind of like a different format yes you know so y'all gonna see a lot of different stuff from me simply because of this. Mhm. But you definitely took the challenge, didn't you? I love it. It's almost like it's like a kid in a candy store. There you go. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, sweetie. Go ahead and give your uh, information again. Sure. Uh, I didn't even do it the first time. I truly apologize. My name is uh, Joseph Nathaniel King, Jr. Um, 
most of my work is not posted on Facebook, but if you do Google my name, um, I believe I'm about on maybe 10 or 11 different sites where my poetry has been uh, posted the last since 1993. So, there we go. Very cool. Yes. And I will see. Uh, I will see and listen to y'all next week, and I will All continue right, to enjoy the rest of the show. Looking Thank forward you, to it. Thank you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two. You're on the air. Eight three two. Are you with me? Who's with me? Hey. Hey. Who's with me? Get, get over. Get over here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? I, that's what I want to know. I'm with you. Stan's with you. Yep. We're right All here. right, Dan. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Oh, God. This no, is so on. late. What you got for us tonight, Les? <laughs> Who? Can I you hear me? Love. I can hear yeah, you. Can, yeah. You sure? Oh, am I sure? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Charles, are you going to read? Yes, ma'am. No, I hope so. You ready? I am. Yeah. You sure? Where's the pizza guy at? I fell asleep, <laughs> but I heard about the pizza story. Oh, Where, yeah. Where's that pizza guy at with you in your fairy costume wearing lavender? He's tied up and, in the uh, chair behind me waiting for the show to get over. Whoa, this is uh, one I'm of not, those I never those said I was a movies. nice fairy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one of those type of movies. Man. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh I, I can't wait to see that picture that you put on your Facebook page. Man, that's going to be. You know, I, I say that because that's a line out that? of a poem I did. That's the line of the poem I did. It says, um, and he'll know he's the reason I did not, uh, he'll know he's the reason I did not tie up the pizza delivery boy. Um, something, something, okay. and something, something. So that's why I tease about him being tied up. That's actually a line in a poem I wrote a long time ago. That's weird. Oh. I'm weird. Okay, go ahead, honey. Okay, pizza. This is the poem. Pizza's all over my body. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tied up in the with pizza boxes, tied up with pizza boxes. Oh, okay. I got one. This has been going into my head. Uh, uh, wow, this is not one of mine, but some people will recognize it. Um, one, two, three, let's go. <sighs> Though you don't call anymore, I sit and wait in vain. I guess I'll rap on your door, tap on your window pane. I want to tell you, baby, the changes I've been going through, missing you, listen you, tell you, come back to me. That's what I'm going to do. Why did you have to decide? You had to. I'm going to swallow my pride Beg you, please 
Baby, please see me. I'm going to walk by myself just to prove that my love is true. All for you, baby. Tell you, come back to me. That's what I'm going to do. Living for you, my dear, is like living in a world of constant fear. Hear my plea. I've got to make you see that our our love is dying. Though your phone you ignore, somehow, somehow must, somehow I must explain. I'm going to rap on your door. Tap on your window pane. I'm going to camp by your steps. Tell you, till I get through to you. I've got to change your view, baby. Till I, till you come back to me. That's what I'm going to do. Till you come back to me. That's what I'm going to do. Till you come back to me. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rap on your door. Tap on your window pane. I'm going to rap on your door. Tap on your window pane. Open up, baby. That's what I'm going to do. Missed. That was so musical. (laughs) What it is? Yeah. You know who it is, or or you you just pulling my leg? <laughs> that was Franklin. just so musical. Mhm. Aretha Franklin, written by Stevie Wonder back in '74. Yeah. You are you surprised I knew that? No, 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 no. <laughs> No, you, that you, was... you're youngin', but hey, you're youngin', so I'm surprised <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah. That was an incredible uh, thing. Like I said, you know, you never know. You never, I mean, you're you're just one of those, you're, you're kind of, you know, your pen and you, you guys do what you want. You know, I never know what you're going to bring. I never know what you're going to share. You know, you are you are a very surprising writer. You are very diverse in your writing styles and your the things that inspire. You know, I don't think you've ever done anything the same in your life. You know that I've heard in writing, everything is so unique and amazing, and well, it's just a great read. All right, Miss Butterup, Miss Butterup, Buttercup, <laughs> Butterup, Buttercup. You remember that yeah. TV pizza? That was a whole. That was a whole different feel to those lyrics, the way you do. That was a completely yeah. I, I can't I can't sing and all that kind of stuff, guy. You, you no, know that. You, uh, you put a whole other vibe on that. You, I mean, that was just ah damn. I, I'm going to say it was like almost primal, man. I mean, that was like right down to it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's been it's been going in my head. I mean, even before she died, it's been going on that long. You know, you get an idle time and and you. You're not using your head at that time, and it just appears. And the rhythm and, you know, the music and the rhythm, and it's just a catchy yeah, catchy tune, and it's like, man. So, what would you have done if I didn't know that song 
and I said, "Oh, I can't believe how awesome you wrote that piece!" And and <laughs> I looked like a total good. asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I believe I believe that you you in vibe on 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 uh, music that that is tasteful. What a what. What's the right I, word I started for working I in radio when I was 18. Yeah, I know who she is. Okay. <laughs> I know the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But that would have been really funny. Or still would have been really funny, you guys. You know it would. No, no. I, f- I figured you <laughs> might know it. You might know and you should know it, you know, so. And if I you didn't, know. then I deserve to look like an asshole, right? Ooh. No. You, ne- you never <laughs> I'm would. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, no, you I, know, know I would you. never think okay. that about you, so you don't have to worry about I know. that. You like me. Yeah. And I like yeah, you. Yeah, you're all right. All you're, right. You're, in a, you're, you're good in a pinch. <laughs> She'll get by <laughs> with a little help from her friends. Okay, go ahead. Tell everyone how to find you. Where can I find? Oh, 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 Facebook. Facebook. It's hard for me to get here. I usually be doing an open mic or a po- uh, uh, poetry meeting on Thursday, so it ended early, and so uh, thought of you, thought of thought of show. You the one of the, the uh, only. I'm his booty call, you guys. So long. <laughs> when he doesn't yeah, have guys, anything else to do or keep his attention, I'm his booty call. That's so sweet. Oh, wow. <laughs> stop that pizza! Stop that pizza, lady. All right, all right. How do we find you, love? Oh, where am I? Charles, Charles, CB Banks on Facebook. Charles, CB Banks on Facebook. Uh, SoundCloud, I'm on Charles CB Banks. SoundCloud, I'm on Charles CB Banks on Instagram. What else? Twitter, whatever. One, One of those things. Yep, that's me. Charles, give me thanks. There you go. Very cool. Yep. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate yep. you so much. Thank you, honey. Thank you, sweetie, for, for being you and there and everywhere. I mean, not everywhere, but you, you, you're around poetry-wise, and that's a good <laughs> thing. And you're around uh, being a human being, being a, a flesh and blood, lovable human being. Aw. A, Thank along you, with your sidekick Tonto over there. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Yeah. <laughs> hey, my my care. Barbie doll lost her virginity to Tonto. Tonto is yeah. sacred to me. I'm just telling you. Seriously? Tonto's got games. What, 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 what kind of action figures are right in that house, tied that with? girl to the chair, and that was all she, that was it. Yep. Wow.
who was a poet translator. And um, he lived from April 1934 until January of 2013. In his sauna, on his Forehead sweats, a drip of thought, a drip of feeling, a drip of insight, a three drip trick poet of a man in poem. Did we get it in? Yes. We did. Okay. Do you know what I love about that? I the the whole translation thing. You know, people will celebrate the 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 poet. But a lot of times if you're reading poetry that needs translated, like I love Pablo Neruda, Neruda, Neruda. I can't say it. My tongue is – I just bit my freaking tongue. Anyway, and, and but you read someone's interpreted works. You know, that's a hard thing to do. And so if you can make yourself – you know, what what kind of a person must he have been to be able to interpret poetry like that and what responsibility it is and and – you captured so much in that piece, you know, and as, and I just think I you you always surprise me. You've always surprised me on the topics that you pick for your poetry. You're probably one of the most worldly poets that I know. You know, you yes. you write about things that are just incredible, and um, so I I loved it. My world is pretty small. When it comes down to it, about uh, 12 by 14 feet. Mm, yeah. So I, I will, I don't have to give any any place that I'm at. Uh, if you're interested, look up Don Hagelberg, H A G E L B E R G. But um, don't pressure yourself. It's not worth it. <laughs> you are worth it, Don. We I love will, you, honey. I Thank you. I totally disagree with you, Don. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have to hang up then because I'm not allowed to get into disagreements. <laughs> Good night. All right. Thank you, Don. You're amazing, honey. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Okay. Thank you. You know, someone can be confined to a small place, yet be in the whole world if they have their eyes open. And someone can be in the whole world, can be in a confined space, if they walk around with their eyes closed. Okay, that's enough philosophy from the pizza lady, okay? That's it. <laughs> you have to admit that was pretty profound. That, yes, was, that, was. Was, that, was, that was pretty profound. That could, that could be, like, world modelly. Yes. And all of that done in a woodland crown. That is a yes. thing. Yes. Yes. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 608. Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods, where in the hell have you been, James? Hey. Hey, Fuzzy Hermit in the Woods. I have been in hell for three I months. That's a lie. I did not see you there. No, <laughs> the devil even wasn't there. It was so bad. <clears throat> I know you've been going through some fighting, so I'm glad to see you here. I've been real worried. I I I pester you, you and believe. stalk you every week, but you know. Yeah. I couldn't do it. 
Uh, I'm going to write something. I just didn't have time. Uh, my my schedule has been. I've been sleeping three different times a day, because, and I'm up in the middle of the night doing what I usually do during the day, because it's so freaking hot. It's rained almost every day for like the last two weeks. <clears throat> um, it's just, I don't ever want to spend another summer here ever my entire life. I'm done. Fifteen summers of this, I'm done. So, uh, wow. got lucky and the creator decided to change the weather about nine days earlier than average. It's actually like 55 degrees right now. It was 70 degrees at 2 o'clock in the morning three nights ago, or two nights ago, and like 80 degrees in my house. Um, yeah, heat stress indexes of like 85 degrees inside my house. That's enough to fry somebody's brain. <clears throat> so I am going to read something that I wrote last spring because I didn't get the call a few weeks ago because the 15th of last month was 10 years since I lost my first wolf dog, Merlin. So this is entitled Honoring My Life and My Soul. It has been almost 10 years since I lost you. You the one who saved my life. The one who brought me so much joy, happiness, laughter, and love into my life. The one who slept by my side every night. The one who walked with me for hours almost every night. Standing on bridges, gazing at the night sky and the stars, taking my breath away, as the vastness of the universe. The one who never flinched or made a sound when we saw your cousins, the coyotes, so many times. We both just stood there and watched them as they watched us. And then we walked on by and they just laid there watching us. We were never a threat to them, and they were never a threat to us. You, the one who taught me about life, you, the son I was never able to have as a human. When we moved to the country, I found you a mate, and the two of you raised your family with some help from me. You both taught me about life, family, self-sacrifice, supporting each other, playing with each other, sleeping with each other, being there for each other, and unconditional love. Your presence in my life honored my life and my soul. And I am honored that you chose to be with me for for part of my earthly journey. I am grateful that I was able to be with you for most of your life and for all that you taught me and all that you shared with me and all of the memories we created together. And when I lost you, 
I cried. I wept. I sobbed. I grieved. And I still grieve. However, every time I think of you, and sometimes when I talk with your son, Arthur, I call him by your name, which gives me pause. And every time I look at pictures of you, I smile and sometimes cry because I continue to become more and more aware of how much you did for me and still do for me. And when you departed from this earthly plane, a void was created within me that can never be completely filled. And now I am okay with that. Because that's the way it's supposed to be. That void is actually you, present within my being. Because when you left, you chose to leave a part of yourself to remain within me. An eternal reminder. And all those memories we created together, which helped to sustain me now and will for the rest of my life. Because our souls are bonded in the timelessness of eternal existence. Thank you for honoring my life and my soul with your eternal presence. I love you, Magic Merlin, my most honored and special friend and poem. That's you know, amazing tribute. Yeah, go ahead. That was an amazing tribute. Thank you. I stumbled there for a second. Go go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Don't even worry about the stumble. What got me was how well you expressed and in detail how the two of you bonded. And that, that... sympathic relationship that you two had to where, you know, you not only gave support and was there for Merlin, Merlin was right there and giving support to you. It was very much a shared experience. Oh, absolutely. And that, that was an excellent, excellent right. That was very Thank well you. Thank you. I had stumbled in the middle there about Arthur because part of the reason why I was in hell this summer is eight days after Arthur and his brother Manon turned 14, I lost Manon. So now Arthur is the only one of Merlin and Abby's offspring that are left. And then I have their one grandson and a granddaughter. Well, I know that uh, I know how important they are to you. You know, I know that bond you can have with them. I'm not way about my my crazy cat that makes me the crazy cat lady, but um, just a great poem, <laughs> you know. And and I love I am I love that you share. You know that that side of you you know you're just an open book with your heart and i appreciate it so all right go ahead and do me a favor sweetie and tell everyone how they can come find you 
I can do that in a second. I was thinking about that one. Charles and I forgot the guy's name before. Um, it just reminded me of how I've, I've said that we're all we're all teachers, but they're, we're also all students, um, and that people come into our lives, and sometimes it's just for us to learn from them, and sometimes it's for us to just teach them something, and sometimes it's it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And you never know when it's going to happen. But I, I found it interesting that I thought you kind of slipped up on that description. If you could correct me. I thought you said that your your Barbie grabbed Tonto and kidnapped him and tied him to a chair. No, he was that he, right? He got he kidnapped her. No, it was, come on, it was like John Wayne Western time, you know, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Tonto so oh. stomped into the cabin and. Dragged her off by the hair. I thought yeah. she, I thought she might have been a mountain woman and grabbed Tonto. Well, no, that's yeah. your fan- you're, you're letting your fantasy kind of fog my reality. No, 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 <laughs> no. You said your Barbie lost her virginity to Tonto. To Tonto, she did. So when you talk about it being John Wayne and Clint Eastwood, it would have had to have been directed by the same guy that did Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> hey, hey, you may not have been watching the same John Wayne movie I was watching. Okay, you don't know what subscription I had. Don't kink judge. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just evaluating. Oh, too funny. Well, at least since they were both vinyl, it was safe sex, so that's okay. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Okay. James, how can we find you? Yes. You can find me uh, on Facebook. Just type in Poetry in the Wind as one word, no spaces, and you'll find me there with the cool composite picture that Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, like uh, Ghost, and the emptiness uh, inside now filled from within that I usually call the commando poem. They are in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S. that was published in January of 2012. And this also has some cool art in it. And it's been a while, Very so cool. I think that's where I end normally. Awesome. So All right, sweetheart. I'm, appreciate it so much. Weather, weather looks pretty good. Um, like I said, it, uh, it's my other phone that I used to call on that usually just beeps in my ear when the alarm goes off. Um that uh, the weather changed about nine days early, and so it looks like I'll be able to change my schedule back as of actually tonight. Um, Very cool. So hopefully I'll be able to call in next week. That's my plan. All right. All right. Shoot me over a message and let me know how you're doing, okay? I will. All right. Thank you, Wednesday. A lot better than I was two days ago. Yes. I can imagine. All right. Thanks, Nyla. Thanks, Dan. My pleasure. Good night, everybody. Good Love night. you, hon. Bye-bye. All right. I felt like I was kind of rushing, but I have to get this next call on before 
You'll understand why. Two and six, you're on the air. Yeah, we missed that. He he snored on us, and I better they can never probably get him ever to come on again. He was like he was yawning, <laughs> and he waited. I guess he Kelly, Kelly, you still there? You still there? Yeah, he like he yawned a little bit. He stayed on there about an hour. <laughs> I tried to get Stan to tell you. I tried to get the chat room to tell you he was on. I had finally got him to answer the phone. And he had picked out a form, and then I guess he must have fell asleep for a baby. <laughs> well, so we you're that. still mama. And I'm looking at Kel's page right now, and I'm looking at his big banner where he's in his his baseball cap with those Mr. T-looking eyes and that, that look, oh, oh, be nice to me, boy, I'll rip your head off, look on his face. Yeah, and then I'm looking yeah, at the picture, yeah, he, his profile picture, where he's hanging out all chill and relaxed with his cell phone, in his car driving, and he looks so much like you. Yeah, he does, and he's very like anyway. Anyway, here's a poem he wrote for me. I'll read that to you. It says, okay. poem for your, from your son, Mama. My shining star, my guiding light, the one that made me stand and fight, the one who taught me to rely on self, the one who showed me the herbs and spices to heal myself. When Even when separated, I could feel your vibe. The one who showed me black pride. My shining star was in the struggle. My shining star put the H in hustle. My shining star is now in pursuit. Her sound is different and mine is too. Yet we come from the exact same flute. My shining star, no matter where you are, no matter where you may be, when things get thick, you know where I am. Like the time your man put his hands on you, I kicked his ass black and blue. Like when I went to prison, came home with a vision straight to you. You showed me the world at an early age. Those little things left me unafraid. You showed me different cultures, took me way out in the ocean's water. Just me and you and your lovely daughter. Yeah, lovely daughter. May she rest in peace. My shining star, you are my light. I may not say this enough through all the drama, but I just wrote this to let you know. And I will always know that I love you, Mama. Rest in peace, Kai. Kelly. Kelly Bland, my baby. He wrote that for you. Mm -hmm. How did you read that without crying? I am crying. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I I couldn't have made it through. I'd have sobbed. No, I'm crying. I got tears in my eyes, but, you know, this ain't the first time I read it. It's the first time I read it to anybody else. And um, he's he's a better poet than I am, to tell you the truth. You know, he's really, really good, really, really good. And he just he just won't, you know, he just won't do it. So me and Nyla are gonna get on him and uh, tell him, you know, he got to start putting stuff out there. Really good. So anyway, we'll try. Well, we'll get him back on. Okay. Okay. All right, Mama. All right, baby. Nice, Sam. Good night. Sam, you're a great, great host. Good night. Thank you for being there with her, supporting her. I'll talk to you all next week. You're right. He is a good boy. We need to hear more from him. Please, yes. I'm not going to let it go. I'm a dog with bone now. (laughs) Okay. Remember when I said I wasn't a bitch? I lied. <laughs> meaning, meaning like I'm a girl oh, dog, I, not meaning I'm like a bitch and I'm going to stalk your son, though I might. But oh. I would never tell you that. 
but yeah, we'll get them back on. I I feel really bad. I I you know I have to take callers in the order they call in. That's the only way I can do it. Well, it's no, the only way. I, no, no, you know, no. I but, was trying to tell you uh, tell I was trying to tell Sam and. Uh, in the chat room, and uh, I tried to get, he wasn't in the chat room, so I went to Sam's personal page. I'll explain it to him. I'll apologize profusely and bat my eyelashes <laughs> while doing it and send him some of the jam I made today. When he was calling <laughs> Sam, Sam, I was dying. <laughs> and Sam was it was that was so cute. That was just one of those perfectly cute moments in life. He just listened and said, uh, uh, "Obsidian is so crazy and wild." And then you all just gave him such good, you know, just listen to him. He's he's actually a genius. He's actually mm-hmm. a, 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 a a savant. So. Um, yeah, it's hardly, I only heard like about two more people that that go in like that and can just, like you said, be articulate and heard and, and keep it like a machine gun at the same time. And then there's this new uh, young Caucasian guy that's giving uh, Eminem a hard time. His name is uh, Machine Gun. And then uh, then you got Affinity. I put that on your page, too, to let you hear him. Did you hear him, Stan? Yeah. yeah. How oh, how yeah. how'd you like? He was good, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I put that in outline for us. You got to listen to him. He's really good. But I put him on this good. His name is Anthony on the uh, on talk show. I don't know. I mean, on Facebook, I don't know if he uh, changed his whole profile. But uh, yeah, he's he's really he needs to be. Uh, you might want to do that for him. Uh, Nyla, tape them on your on your shelf and help him get get on SoundCloud or get somewhere where he can try to get some money. And he's really well, mm-hmm. he's really good. He's outstanding. I agree. Yeah, you could probably you could probably take a clip out of your show, and get him to do something. You know, I can. Yeah, guy. if he wants to, if he wants to, we'll figure it out. Okay. Must All assuredly. Right, well, I know you might want to go. Go Betty, bye. I have to pee. Oh, okay. Bye-bye. I've been sitting here for over three hours. (laughs) Drinking soda. I would never say that out loud. I have to pee, Mom. (laughs) Can we stop yet? Can we stop yet, Mom? (laughs) Pull this car over quick. (laughs) Mama, wait. Tell everyone how to find you, baby girl. Oh, were they finding me? Okay. Vicky Aqua on uh, Porchy Suits, All Around Queen, uh, Gangster Grammy, um, Shoot a Play, uh, No Horse Talk. No. <laughs> Look, I think I feel me now I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we love you, Mama. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Talk Bye. to you next week, sweetheart. Stan, you have been phenomenal tonight. Thank you. And by the way, Nyla, don't be so put off by the idea of being a bitch. I had someone break that down for me once, and it came out to be beautiful, intelligent, thinking, caring human. 
Aww. Aha. That that I can do that. That's sort of the way I heard it. Mine was beautiful and talented, beautiful, intelligent, talented, charming, and horny. Yeah, that works too. I did a laugh too. <laughs> I, when you started saying that, I said, oh, my God, I'm not actually going to hear Stan say the word horny, am I? I'd have lost it. And then, But you didn't. You said something so beautiful and sweet, and I'm thinking, oh, geez, you're just mine's in the gutter, Nyla. Stan, seriously, I really enjoy having you here when you come and hang out and host with me. The readers enjoy it, and uh, you do a great job, and I just want you to know I appreciate you when you do this with me. And I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate that you have this format for us, poets. Now, there's a chance next week that I may not be here. Okay. I've got I've got another surgery coming in, up, and I have to have some tests done, and they aren't bulking on the date, and I'm trying to get it rescheduled. But if I reschedule it, then they're putting off my surgery, and I can't have them do that. So. Um, it's on my other hand. I have to have that done. And yep. uh, so I'm just like waiting there. If, if anybody calls in, or if there's anywhere they can fit me in besides next Thursday, then um, I'll be able to be here. So they're going to call me immediately if anything comes open. But if that happens and I can't, then I'm going to be doing a workshop. I'm going to I'm going to be doing a workshop, pre-recording doing a workshop. But I may um, I may call on you. From a, for some assistance with that if you're interested in doing a like a dual workshop with me. If there's anything I can do to help. Okay. Because I would probably, what I'm going to do is probably do a, an actual workshop where I walk through the construction of a poem. And so if I do the workshop part of it, then I can put you on the spot and make you do the writing part of it <laughs> while we're doing it and, okay. and do it that way. It'll be fun. It'll be fun, trust me. Of course. We'll just set up a time to be able to do that. All right, darling, you want to do one more poem before you take off and, and then tell everyone how to find you again? I sure will. And this is uh, a little something that was sort of a tongue-in-cheek tribute to a master of brevity, a, a friend of this show as well, Mr. James Rothline. And this was something we uh, put together for James, which is sort of a little minor tribute. And it... Uh, also gave me the opportunity to give a little wink and a nod in the title, a la sort of Philip Matthew Roberts. And the title of the poem is Poetic Response to the Self-Important, Self-Involved, Self-Righteous, Ego-Driven, Theological and Scientific Elitists Insisting on Absolutes and Impossibilities as a Rebuttal. And this is the poem. Know it all. Bullshit. And peace. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. You know, it's it's fun when you can do something that's just really unexpected like that. You know, like I imagine every time you think about that poem or you get ready to read it, you kinda laugh because, you know, it's almost like this is my own private joke, and I don't get it the same way you did get it, but you're going to get it, but you don't even realize how funny and brilliant it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it 
it's mischief and it's fun, and that's as far as the process goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved that's it. it. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you again so much for spending your evening. You know, I I, I uh, really appreciate it because I I never I you guys I never preset this up with him. He just calls in and I ask him and and then he sits there and just hangs out all night. And so I really do appreciate you know you just you know counseling the whole world and hanging out here with us when you do that. So thank you, sweetheart. Again, my pleasure. All right. Bye, bye, hun. Bye, bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank all the readers and all of the callers and all of the listeners, and just thank you for being here with us, and uh, I love you for it. So I'm going to close the show with a piece by Gregory Schwartz called Bear in the Backyard, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you, everybody. Hey, there's a bear in the backyard. It knocked the bug zapper into the pool. The bear fell into the pool and got electrocuted. Then a wire broke and it started a fire. And it fell into a tree and started the tree to burn. And the tree fell onto the roof and it started the house on fire. Then the fire melted all the telephone wires and caused a blackout. No one could call out for help. They're trapped in the house and preparing to die. And a rebirth of life free from the conditions which brought them through this series of basic interactions. They smell like electric fried broiled bear meat. It only reinforces a vegetarian ethos. Accepting liberation through a comedy of errors, they find it personally more effective than waiting in line for all eternity to be judged for things that had nothing to do with them. 